enjoying the Mark Order. Hello, hello. Oh my god. Well, since he's not here, hold on. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. Matt is stopping. here, and Ant is not. What's uh, is Anthony okay? Uh, we haven't heard from Honestly? him, so I have well, no I idea. I bet you he pulled the mat and he fell asleep. I, honestly, if he did, good on him. Good on that guy. He needs some rest. He deserves it. <laughs> I was what's up, Matt? Oh, what's up? How are you? It's good to have you. I am great. Did you get to watch tonight? Uh, no. You did not get to watch tonight. Will you be sticking around the whole show? Or just uh, probably begin? not. I'll be here until the wife comes home. And we have to figure out. Nice. Okay. Dinner. Ooh, what's for dinner? Are you doing one of your cooking gimmicks? I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like cooking. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Out, out in the cold all day. I want to cook. Yeah, I got cold. It was like sunny and nice, but it was cold. Damn it. <laughs> How you guys what's... doing? Good. Do we have any other surprise guests tonight? I have no idea. You don't know the invitation if is open if we do. I know. Dude, Tony, Tony's probably cuddling with Anthony. They're sleeping together. What are you out of your mind? It's it's very, very possible. Very, very possible. I mean, he watched <laughs> tonight. Tony did, yes. I saw the Discord. I uh got home, I took a shower, and then uh I did, the wife wasn't home, so I said, Oh, I'm gonna jump in and surprise them. And I just kept refreshing the YouTube until I heard the music, and then I jumped in to surprise everybody. Well, I'm excited that you're here, man, especially because so Ant isn't here next week because they're going to Dynamite in Connecticut. Um, and I was like, wait, was that this week? Like, I thought I got my weeks mixed up, but they went to, wait, he, they're going to Dynamite. Well, yeah, because they got listed by a certain personal trainer slash boyfriend of uh, Miss Gina's. So. I was like, oh, next week is me and Ryan. And then when we weren't hearing from me, I was like, am I dumb? Is it this week? But no, they were in Boston tonight. So wait, hold on. Um, from a Mrs. Money, where is uh, Mr. Money? That is an excellent oh, question. She's, she, she's in the city, right? She's not home. I and Gina, your husband is missing. Right? I don't know if he's asleep. He... That fucker is asleep. He must ice ice iced out. It's a wrap. Or something is going on with your your son, which I hope is not the case. But no, um do that. Don't say that. Well, I'm just the only reasons I can think of they would be here. My third option is he's just so ashamed that he's completely lost his wife to her various AEW boyfriends and Christian and Claudio and most of all Tony Nice. Like it's getting pretty serious with Tony at this point. Yeah, this fucker's asleep. He's, He's sound asleep. Well, 
She's saying you know she what? around 9.45 with no luck, so, uh-oh. I, uh, at least he doesn't fall asleep on air. That's more than we can say about some other, other hosts that we've had in the past before. <laughs> Ryan Van Dam. <laughs> Matt, how are you? It's so nice to see you. Are you excited for your big anniversary show coming up? Oh, very excited. I have to, I have nothing to do but show up and beat Christian at trivia, which would be very easy. I think... Uh, well, I know it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got some really fun shenanigans planned. So uh, I'm very excited for that on the 21st. And the Bread Club's out today. We love that for you. Yeah, yeah. Me and my British friend Kieran dropped through. And I, I threw some plugs out there for the Mark Order podcast, if you listen. Well, we appreciate that. Tomorrow's my listening day for Bread Club. I always listen because I don't know when you guys post. So it usually takes me about a day to get to it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we send it all over to to jeremy and then it's you know whenever i get the twitter notification <laughs> we're working on it we're gonna make it very fluid and overbooked i want to i want i'm to. not worried the least about it i got my comfy socks on i'm home and uh i'm a little annoyed that anthony's not here because he talked a lot of shit on twitter all of a sudden he talked a lot of, oh i saw that he talked a lot he must be asleep he must guy, he's definitely asleep. Good for him. I do it every fucking week. <laughs> he got his energy up all ready, to f all ready for the argument on here, and then he fell asleep because he used it all up. That's no it. Tony, no Kevin. Very disappointed in the Wizards. I know. I was getting all... I saw, like, the Wizards hype tweet for this show. I was like, oh, my gosh. Maybe we're getting an invasion angle. No, but... it's just not... If, I'm on, if there's a lot of activity from the Wizards account, it's because there's nothing to do. Uh, on, on the truck i'm literally just standing there uh either in front of the oven like this or i'm leaning against the table like this with my head down and then someone comes up and i have to pick my head up like they're inconveniencing me <laughs> well they are in a way but inconveniencing you too does too. the oven help with the cold days no no when it wait no. once it gets like like Probably the temperature it is right now outside, like 39, 38. Like everything's just fucking cold. The dough is oh. cold. The cheese is cold. The ground is cold. There's only so many times you can stick your hands in front of the oven. And then you don't factor in like the wind. Mrs. Money, you don't have to have your poor husband wake up to do the show. It's fine. No, don't, don't wake him up. No, 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 no. let him let, sleep. Let needs, the man get some rest. I actually husband. think it's funnier if she doesn't wake him up and then he wakes up like at one Mid in the morning. show and is like, oh, no. Especially because he's off next week. It's just like he's he's bailing. He's plus him got... falling asleep for this show is something we can hold over his head. I don't want to lose that. No, yeah, I would prefer the leverage than him joining for this week. But we've got one millionaire who leaves. We've got another money man who's out. It's just us pores uh -oh. over here. It's fucking uh -oh. lazy shit. This is this is quality B team. Come on, you can get yourself in here. There, Rumple still skin. Let's go. You want me to add you there, big guy? There he is. Hey. Shit. Hi, Aunt. You're late. <laughs> nope. No, Thank I can't God. hear you. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> All right, we'll fucking wait till he fixes his shit. Oh, my God. So annoyed. Look at how annoyed he is. Oh. Now we're getting closer to full gear. Are you excited? Hi. I'm super excited. I want to know where my tickets are, Anthony. 
<laughs> he said, screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> he's uh, he's going to hate me. Going to? Or does he already? You think he already hates me? He left his flip-flops in my car from, from oh, no. fucking Queens. I mean. What are you eating over there, schlong? Free fish. Nice. Nice. Well we got played. to take fives downstairs. I took, grabbed a couple of those when I came up here to wait. Did you take, take five, five of them? them? I only took two of them. <laughs> oh, I, the right. last thing I need is five chocolate candy bars. I mean, I'm going to be eating four Reese's cups. All right. I'll take that. I'll take I'm that. just How jealous. How's everything with you guys? It's going. <laughs> Very weird and long uh, year, but it's going. Yeah, year. I, 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 I saw you like a couple weeks ago. I don't have to catch up. On oh, you. I just mean like in general. But I'm I'm doing all right. I uh, I had I have a for my new job. One of my clients is in New Zealand, and because we're on different time zones, I was like watching wrestling and having to take care of some like urgent stuff for them. But. Uh, but yeah, things are things are all right. It's just very Do, like, does your new client know who the bushwhackers are? I don't think so. You should ask them or lick their head when you see them. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. If I ever see them in person, I'll just come in. I'll just come on, come on in and lick their head. Is that Jeff Jarrett behind you again? Are you trolling me again, Ryan? Yes, yes, I am. Ryan, how you doing over there? You feeling a bold move wearing that dick sucker hat? I mean, the Phillies hat. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, the only hat that'd be more embarrassing is a team that won over 100 games and didn't get out of the wild card round. They're all in the, they're all in the same house, my friend. They're all in the no, no, no. Game. I got to see one of them has a pennant. One of them doesn't. A pennant? What are you, fucking 87 years old? I'm. Oh, okay. Suddenly it doesn't matter. Oh, Tony Z's awake. Tony, come on in, buddy. We're partying. I want Tony to come in. He, uh, I give him a lot of credit for watching Dynamite tonight. Why? That's a big move for him. He fell down. Uh, <laughs> for him. Good for, for Tony. Oh, man, see, I think uh, I don't. I love, first I love Kate, chopping his fucking. The job. first meeting of Kate. I don't think Kate was anywhere near Tony. So I don't oh, I was the first half, and then the second half, I wasn't. I got up to pee, and then me and Kevin Gill switched seats. I was like, this guy's a maniac, and I adore him. <laughs> uh, in the suite, forget about it. It's going to be bad. I'm excited. Bring it on. <laughs> Dude, hey, it's your, you can deal with him, not me. I did, I did the first time. Yeah, but this is like a whole nother level now. Like At he least knows I you. Know him now. There's a suite. It's not like there's gonna be like rows of people around us. Look, I his favorite I... promotion is completely falling apart at the seams. All right, NWA is now officially trash. Like he deserves a night of going out, seeing a different wrestling show that we know he doesn't like, and just getting See, obliterated. Either on alcohol or catering or life. Like he just deserves that night out. So the fuck is this fly doing here? It's like 38 degrees out. How are you alive? Go. My favorite thing is he'll try to troll us and then I'll troll him with positivity. 
I'll troll him with the fact that Tyrus is main eventing NWA pay-per-views. I will uh, just sit back and watch and enjoy the show. No, I'm very excited. I'm very excited because I haven't seen you guys in a really long time either. Like, saw you at Queens. I saw you, but like I haven't seen Tony or Kevin since what the last time we were all at Tony's for the show. In- insignificant people. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Peons. Be honest, right? They get invited up to the house every weekend. They don't fucking show up. It's not them. It's their fault. It's true. They're not important. They're not VIPs. <laughs> I mean, living the sweet life, I think everybody's a VIP. I'm excited. We're going to find out. We are going to find out. Shlong, how you doing over there? I'm doing well, you know? Very happy the way my baseball team performed in the playoffs. Nice, nice. Lemon ice. Uh, How about your soccer team? Are you into the soccer? No, and I had to laugh because they were trying to like, they're like, oh, Philadelphia is the first uh, city to lose two major championships in one day, and I'm just thinking to myself, you, you can't consider the MLS a major championship. It, it, it's just not. Like, you got to get the rub while the rub is hot, right? Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm actually okay with us being. I'm okay with us being the. Gotta get the rub while the rub is hot. Sorry. On the record books for doing something bad that never bothers me, All right? But it's just like the MLS, really. Yeah, no, you could. I don't. I know nothing of soccer. I didn't even know they were in the championship for a long time. I didn't even know it was soccer season until Soccer's. people are like, "Ah, eh, Roma." I don't fucking know. Soccer sucks. Tell a friend. Stick it your, does. Stick your vuvuzel up your ass. I like them apples. <laughs> The World Cup, suck me soccer. Well, suck me soccer is the name of the episode. We got that down, so don't have to worry about that. Yeah, what do you got? A fucking whiteboard over there, Kate? Look at you. I do have a whiteboard over here. It's not like fancy. I just have ADD, so I need shit around to write on constantly. Is there such thing as a a fancy whiteboard? Uh, Actually, Um, I think there are. There kind of are. This one's not one of them. That's just a generic one. Uh, Ew. Don't know me. I just did. How do you like them apples? I don't like them at all. (laughs) Do you like Do you like apples in general? Oh, we got a whole thing going on downstairs, Kate. I'll tell you. With apples? Oh, she's. We're fuck. We got a dehydration machine. Woo! Apples and lemons and limes and oranges (laughs) and cranberries. It's. Wait, why do you dehydrate apples? I am not doing any of this. My wife is doing it because um, she is the head bartender at the new restaurant she works at. So she is uh, in charge of the winter menu. So she is making garnishes and such. But but aren't apples best juicy? No, no, dude. Apple crisps are delightful. Apple crisps and then for drinks, too. You don't want to put like an apple wedge on something. That would be terrible. Yes, I don't drink, so I don't I don't know. Like a gross, chunky, oxidized apple versus like a little crisp. So much better. Plus, when you're baking, you want to put dehydrated fruit in. So we got that going on down there. My mother-in-law's going blind, literally. So that's exciting. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's fucking great. Yikes. I'm sorry. Don't worry. Nellie will be here any minute now. I was going to ask her with the cats. They're somewhere. They're around here. They're the pajamas. 
The cat's pajamas. No, I got it. I got it. Still trying to come in. This is some B, this is some B show bullshit right here. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I've, I'm kind of like I was gonna say we could like get into the the show a little bit, but I didn't know if Ant was still attempting. So I don't. <laughs> well, my whole thing is we put an open invite into some A show members. Apparently, we are. And we no are one showed up. Well, okay, so so some B show members, and none of them showed up to face the master debater. That is me. Yes, face the master debater, please. Yes, I'm the I don't know why, why our masturbator didn't come to face the Mark Gordon masturbator. He's clearly awake. I was I was waiting for it. Then uh, your fearless leader, he can't even show up on time. He's late. He's a disaster over there. I got to step up. I got to step in. Hey, hey, can you at least hear me? Oh, yes, God. Can. What do you want? All right. Hold on. <laughs> what is this? Your fucking first day? Let's go. You're fucking 25 minutes late. Yeah, well. Where are my tickets? Oh my God. What ticket are you talking about? Uh, he shows year. up every three months. He shows up once hey, a business nah, nah, quarter. Nah, nah, nah. Zip it over there, okay? I got heat with this motherfucker. He knows. For, I, text him gear. I texted him yesterday about it. Oh, the figures? Figures? I'm always looking out for this guy, and then I, I send him a message. Oh, I ordered these in September. Where, where? I, I don't know how else I heard about them besides oh, you. Up. Hey, Matt, look what I ordered. Look what I pre-ordered. This is available. No, no love for me. How's your vagina tonight? You feeling okay? I'm rubbing it all over your flip-flops, buddy. <sighs> well, thanks. I forgot oh. about those flip-flops. You could have told mean, me that you didn't have them, and I would have been like, what flip-flops? I got a lot of discharge. You don't want that all over your... Ew. Ew. It happens. You know what, though? You're right. He doesn't you tell you about the pre-order. He's suddenly getting listed at events and not inviting any of us. I don't us. even know what that means, listed. Guess what? Last time I got listed, I brought Kate and Anthony with me. I didn't even get a fucking yeah, exactly. invite. Exactly. Exactly. But now, somebody was nice enough to set aside tickets, it sounds like. And we don't even get told that that's the case. I got 15 people. They want to know where their tickets are for the suite they paid for. I can't even get an answer out of this guy. I don't even see his face. Unless his face turned into a hand. I can't get my camera to work. Well, that sounds like... <laughs> unless his face turned into... Unless... Maybe his face turned into a hand. He's big-timing us. You guys. He is. He is. Why would I big-time? Who knows what, what kind of agenda you have over there? I don't have any agenda. How was your nap? Oh, it wasn't great. Because you woke up? Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to get my camera to work. Can you see us? I can. And my mic wasn't working. But now I got the mic to work. I can't figure figure out the camera. Everyone wave to Ant. Hi, Ant. <laughs> I'm waving like an idiot. We can see it because your face is a hand. <laughs> Do you want to come over and help? No, that's all right. All right, good, because I didn't want to take off my my comfy socks. Oh, and is it like not recognizing your camera? This happened once or twice to me, and you... I was able to go out and come back in, and the camera was working, but now it's not. And my computer updated before, and I told it not to, so I don't know what's going on. That's so rude of it. But anytime I've had to like switch cameras or get it to recognize, I've had to leave and come back, so... I've tried it 
two times now and it's not working. Third time. Does it have your camera selected, or is it selecting some like another camera? No, it's got the right thing selected. Yeah, it's okay because we get the beautiful sound of your voice, and while we would love your beautiful blow on it, blow on it like a video game, like a Nintendo cartridge. Yeah, go give it a try. See what happens. Yeah. Always asking you to blow on things. This is what happens when I show up. I break your shit. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You didn't even know it was going to happen, did you? Break the walls down. Better than Tony Z, who broke our hearts by not showing up, but joining. Why was he even supposed to show up? I don't know. Something in the Discord. He was like, I'm going to be there. Well, no, it actually started with Monday night. Him and Kevin were having heated debate about AEW on Monday night, and I was chiming in via the comments. Because Tony doesn't watch, but has such anger for a show oh, yeah, he yeah. doesn't watch, and I don't understand it. That's a bla- and I play both sides. Oh, I can see that. It's my fucking favorite thing to do. <laughs> my favorite was when Kevin and Tony were having like some very heated debate about something with refereeing, and you just pulled yourself off the screen, and we're like, "See ya." Well, you know what's disappointing is they have this heated debate, then we do the commercial break, and then I get I get to get up after the stupid commercial break because we just do the live reads now. So I don't know what they talk about. So I listen back to it, and today I hear and they're like apologizing to each other. Sometimes things get heated, and we say things we don't mean. You two fucking assholes. Just let it fucking breathe, dipshits. <laughs> My whole thing is, I see Matt as the guy with like side chats going on with each of them, saying text messages, being like, "Kevin, you can't let Tony get away with saying that," and send something <laughs> to Tony like, "Tony, really? You're gonna listen to Kevin?" Like, I just see it. <laughs> Matt just poking the bears. I don't even do it at the Virtual side text. Man. I just do it on the show. I say goofy <laughs> shit to annoy Kevin, and then he says something outlandish, and that fires up Tony, and then they go back and forth. Outlandish, like Zicky Dice. So you guys. uh I'm sure you talked last week about the Shibata thing. And I know Anthony and his wonderful wife took the trip to Atlantic city. It perplexes my brain that new Japan, like I don't, I don't think people understand how big of a deal it was for him to have a wrestling match. I would say, I don't know. The crowd reaction was pretty good. And on the fightful, but I guess if you're nerdy enough to be tuning into like a wrestling post show, you're probably like the fan that would know who Shibata was. Cause like it was a very big deal from what I was seeing online. Like people were really, really excited about it. But like if you're nerdy enough to be either like tuning into a podcast or tweeting about wrestling, you're probably like aware of who he was. But I like what was cool was on Friday. I saw like a lot of stuff about people being like Shibata got me back into wrestling or like that. He was like a really, really big part of people's fanhood, which was, that was awesome to see. Cause like, I know what he went through and I know like of some matches people told me to check out, but I didn't, I didn't realize like how influential he was like in a lot of people's like becoming of fans or like a lot of people returned because of his work or whatever, like him versus Okada and stuff was like really big moments for them as wrestling fans. So that was really cool. Cause I just like knew of his injury and had seen a bunch of matches of his, but there are some people who were like very into it, but it's nuts. Like the fact that Shibata was like, I want to fight orange Cassidy and Brian Danielson. <laughs> was like, Whoa, that's insane. Like what a gamut to run. So that rules. But um, 
I mean, Ant was there live. He would probably know better. So it was, um, it was sort of weird. Um, like they had that video package that they put together, uh, about Shibata and it seemed like, you know, uh, it seemed like that was news to a lot of people, but there were also people around us. Cause I, I was even saying to Gina, like, I, I think Shabbat has got to win this, like just for what they're trying to do. Plus the fact that Shabbat said he wanted to face Danielson, you know, they could have sort of done it at, at wrestle kingdom or something like that. Like, you know, I, I knew that was a long shot, but, there were people who were clearly like, no way, like all orange Cassidy. And I was like, you really don't, you're not aware of like this whole story, huh? Like it just, it seemed like a weird mixture in, in the crowd around us, but it, to me, it also played out. Like I would sort of expect, uh, like a Japanese match to play out. It was, you know, very much Shibata style. And I guess they were going at a speed that he felt comfortable at, but, I don't know. It was a weird feeling in the room. It was cool to see him wrestling again. And I get the whole story because the whole story is, uh, is interesting, but it just was a weird, um, vibe in the room. It seemed like to a lot of people, it wasn't that big a deal. And I was like, this is a huge deal. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It it was a weird vibe in the room. I don't know how it played out on TV. I didn't, I didn't get to see it back on TV, but it definitely seemed a little more quiet than I thought it would be in the room. It was uh, on TV. Look, the match was awesome. No one's going to take that away from these guys. Um, yeah, just like he was like Shibata was there, like when Wrestle Kingdom 10 was like the f- like available on some weird like streaming service. And Steve Carino was calling the matches and it was like Shibata and Nakamura and Tanahashi and Okada. Like he was part of the core. Like he was very important to the the popularity that is New Japan Pro Wrestling now and just the way that he was taken out of the game and. And the way we were kind of told, like, he would never wrestle again. Like, him coming out and confronting Kenta um, over in Japan. And then the exhibition he had with Ren Narita and him getting physical and Forbidden Door. Like, these are huge deals. Huge deals. So, to have his first professional wrestling match be an AEW on a... I mean, it was it's a throwaway rampage. Um and I get it because you have to push ratings, right? Because because Friday night at ten o'clock is not the best spot for a wrestling show. But man, it just seems super weird and like I don't know, man. Like I just feel like that was so tailor made for a New Japan ring, and they talked about it at Battle Autumn. Like I don't know. It just it was great. Look, it's great if this was like. We're going to send Shibata to AEW and he's going to wrestle Orange Cassidy. And if he feels good and he looks good afterwards, then maybe he's going to confront Osprey uh, at the end of the stardom New Japan show in 11 days. So we could set up Shibata and Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom. It just, I, it was, it was great to see. And it's great that he's healthy and he moves like he's 10 years younger, but it still is just weird for me. I think part of that is like, you're right in that 10 o'clock on a rampage probably doesn't feel like the right spot. These ROH titles have got to get the fuck off the AEW programming for reasons like that. But I do think it's like if he wanted to fight Orange Cassidy and Danielson, 
like he he's not going to win the yellow atlantic title right because he can't defend it on a consistent basis probably because we just literally don't know what his status with his brain is um but like i'm thinking that don't you think like danielson and him would happen in a new japan ring like maybe that this one i'm like not that it's a throwaway i think it should have been on a dynamite but like i feel like the move is if danielson wants as a part of his last years in pro wrestling competition to be like a new japan run like, do you think we see that at some point? Like, it go well, the other way? I would, I would hope so. Yeah, I imagine so. Look, the thing with the Shibata thing too is like I told Ant, um, because and me and Kieran talked about it on the Bread Club. Like, forty-eight hours is not like he knew people that would have flown from fucking England to the states for his match. Yeah. Like, it's a it's a big deal to a lot of people. Like, if I had known if this was something that was going to happen this Friday and they announced it last Wednesday. I would have done everything in my power to try and be there. And I got fucked at anyway Friday because fucking Mrs. Marzell's amazing adventure people don't know what the fuck they're doing. I end up driving all the way to Brooklyn just to turn around and drive all the way fucking back home. No, I could have been in fucking Atlantic City. I'll I'll tell you this much. That match didn't move tickets. It, it wasn't if they intended to announce it and help push tickets for the live event. It didn't do the job. The room was still, you know, there was still room to sit in that arena. So if they intended it for, you know, TV ratings, I don't know, maybe that worked, but it wasn't a major ticket mover like they maybe thought it it would because there were still plenty of seats. Well, maybe, I mean, we don't know what it looks like before that, right? Like maybe I mean, it could have I, been I at a quarter full, and if it's three quarter full, then like how how many seats were open? Enough. I mean, I'm not sure how they were selling that room, but if you had to ask me, it was they were selling three quarters of the building anyway because all the seats across, all the seats on the same side as where the hard cam was were open. So I don't even think they were selling those seats. And then we were sitting there and the show's getting ready to go on the air and a whole row fills in behind us. And uh, then like two minutes after that row fills in, people come to the row and they're like, do you guys have these seats? Because we have them. And they were like, well, they told us to come here. I guess they were seat fillers, right? Like they had people to fill seats and then they had to to bounce. You know what I mean? So they, they had people to fill the seats for the camera in certain spaces. And when they weren't, I guess, filling seats, they were on sitting on the same side as where the camera was. I mean, so there was, there were still tickets to be sold. Um, it wasn't like when we went to see dynamite there in January. Well, I think it's easier to sell a Wednesday night show at eight o'clock versus I mean, would you guys sit through dark and dark elevation too? Yeah, I don't know how they cut it up because I didn't get to see either of those shows this week. But I think from some of the like news stories I read, some of it was elevation <clears throat> and some of it was regular dark. And I think that's basically the same thing that happened last week. Everything's just branded dark. It's not branded dark elevation. So I don't know how they were cutting it up for Monday or Tuesday night. But yeah, so that's that's how the show goes. It starts at eight. In some cases, I don't remember if it was Connecticut or this week, um, but it started slightly before eight o'clock. 
and then it goes till I don't know, uh, like nine thirty, quarter to ten, and then they switch everything over to Rampage, and then you have the live Rampage show, and then after that, that's it. I mean, that's the other thing. They like kind of just went live with these Rampages, and they're in markets that they've already tapped out. So I'm not, I'm not like all that surprised. Um, but to Matt's point, like Shibata wrestling should be a bigger deal than like ten o'clock on a Friday night. Like that should be a very, very big deal. But maybe I they feeling that was on know. purpose. Uh, yeah, I was going to say maybe they didn't know what they were going to get out of him. So they figured we put it on Friday night at 10 o'clock. People tune in. If he's if he looks like shit, he looks like shit. It's not a Wednesday night at eight o'clock, you know. I guess, but I feel like even if someone looks like shit and they're as important to wrestling as Shibata, you should just <laughs> maybe, <laughs> like Moon is not going to be only... putting on classics in this retirement run. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, but maybe it but... was also the only availability for him. I mean, we Could don't. We that. also don't know that. Could be that, or they're like you said, trying to push tickets, and it just didn't do the job. Like that's all a catch twenty two, right? So I mean, I thought it was a. I thought it was a good match. It, I mean, live it 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 played out well in front of me. You know, and again, I just sort of thought if they were going to do something with Shibata to get to Danielson, that would happen in a in a New Japan ring. Um and um you know uh can someone take care of things yeah yeah and and basically (laughs) you know that's how you get to it right but um you know it didn't so i don't i just don't know what the whole point was you know what i mean i'm with you i mean i think the the point with shibata said he wanted to wrestle danielson and orange cassidy and so he wrestled orange cassidy and he'll wrestle danielson later because like is orange cassidy gonna have a title reign other than this like I guess we'll see. Yeah, how's the rest of the like rampage experience in AC? Uh, it was, you know, it was good. Uh, listen, I think I said it after Connecticut, but the live rampage shows are actually fun. Like, I don't feel like I got cheated out of my money. You know what I mean? Like, the dark tapings are pretty good. Uh, you know, um, and. In some cases, like with um, Athena, you know, they're sort of advancing that story on the darks. So, you know, you see it sort of play out live. And, you know, again, you see local talent in the area. You know, there was definitely local talent in Connecticut that that the crowd was drawn to. But obviously, you know, here in New Jersey, you know, we saw I saw LSG, you know, we saw Fala. Fala. Um, So it was a lot of the local talent. I mean. The rest of the actual experience was good, and I thought that the Rampage show was was pretty fun. So, you know, uh, it was a good experience. And then sort of like when we went to um, to Dynamite on the Wednesday, there were a bunch of people around the hotel, clearly not as many as there were at the Dynamite show because that's a two-hour, you know, show with the whole talent roster. You know, the Friday night is not intended to have the entire roster sort of there. So uh, there were some people walking around, but it also, you know, thinking back to our dynamite, you know, me and Mrs. Money were basically saying, like, there's so much more here now to do because it's a Friday night. Like the uh, the clubs were in the hotel were open. So there was a lot of people sort of like going to the clubs and whatnot. And did you go a to lot the, of the, the clubs? No, although I think it was shit. What night was it that night? Um I think the club is something like Boogie Nights or something like that. It's sort of supposed to be like a 70s disco. I think it was some sort of weird like uh, MILF and Cub Night. Uh, it was you very You didn't weird. go? 
No, and you can't even really walk by to see what's going on because they have everything roped off. And, you know, it's like this is the VIP entrance and this is the general entrance and you have to be dressed to impress and all that kind of stuff. So, like, it couldn't even, like, look and see what was going on inside. I mean, I can't imagine you of all people weren't dressed to impress. We saw your macho man look. Yeah, that that didn't make it to Atlantic City. No, <laughs> I didn't notice you as a, a cub, a little little skinny cub that you are now. The cub, yeah, I guess I could have passed off as a cub. Your wife is turning um, into a milf. Turning into is. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, but there's like an age range, so I think she's just entering the age range for it. She makes me uncomfortable when she talks about like her butt in the Discord, and I don't know how to react because like that's my buddy's <laughs> wife. Oh, and I don't want to be like, yeah, nice ass, because my wife is also in the Discord, but I don't want to be like, boo to your. Just say, Sunny Kiss would be proud. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Boom. Oh, we didn't run into Sunny Kiss, Matt. I know. Look, I'm. I was trying, dude. I'm trying to help you out. I know. We didn't run into her. We passed somewhere and saw her, like you know, chicken and pizza or something, eating with a whole bunch of pizza, and then we didn't run into her again. So. Oh. And do you want me to steer the ship since you were asleep? <laughs> do you want me to run through? Say that again. My shit froze again. <laughs> Say it again. Oh, I was just saying, do you want me to steer the ship since you were asleep? Like run through the rest of Rampage and Dynamite? If you want to run through Rampage, that's fine. I can talk about Dynamite. Okay, cool. I didn't I didn't know. what. Did time you fall was. asleep or not? What happened? I was in and out. Tell me a story. Entertain okay. me. Entertain me, monkey man. Sports that was it. Entertainer. I don't a story. I was in and out, and then uh, the computer was restarted because it apparently updated Windows. Now half of this stuff doesn't want to work, and I think I have a problem with uh, my wireless router I've been having since last night trying to get in and fix it, but every time I go into the app on my phone, it tells me to log in, and it won't let me log in, and that's where we are. So Cool. Are you going to have a meltdown? No. Please. Why would I have a meltdown? I don't know. It would be entertaining. Just like no, I can tell you where I almost came to a meltdown, Matt. It was yes. I was texting you during Rampage, and I was like, these motherfuckers with the signs in front of me. And they kept holding the sign up at like points in time during dark, which I didn't, you know, you don't care about because it's dark, right? It's not the TV show. But then like there was some point towards the end of that Shibata match too, where they held up their signs and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Put this shit down. Like we are not that close where you can be on TV. Put your sign down. This is what happens when you're not in the suite. This is why we had to upgrade to the suite life. That's right. I'm Zach and Cody. Yeah, how's that going? What's uh, you got any news for me? We're catered and yeah. I'm just trying to get the digital tickets. That's it. Trying to get this guy try fucking moving mountains for me. I yeah. fucking I had all the fucking Rob and his bullet club friends harassing me at the New Japan show where my tickets. Well, that's your fault for going to the New Japan show with Bullet Club Rob. It was a free ticket, man. I couldn't turn it down. Oh, all right. Get this burger with pastrami on it. It was okay. It was yeah. okay. Which yeah, where was that? Dressed? Juniors. No, where did you get the, the cheesecake? I did bring home a slice of cheesecake for the wife. The Palladium in Times Square. How is that venue? It's new. It's actually it was very cool. It was a very cool setup for the wrestling. Nice. 
cool. Yeah, I haven't been to a show there yet, but I'm like keeping my eye on it because it seems like it's in a good spot. Is that the old TRL building? Like where the MTV studio was? You have no idea. Should I should I know? Is it in Times Square? And is the the building the same one that they had the MTV studio in? I have no idea. Well, it was over by the theaters. I drove past the. I'm sorry. By the what? The theaters. Theaters. Oh, okay. I drove past the mini theater and I parked near the theater. I love proper Matt. Matt is one classy motherfucker. Seriously, it's true. Nothing ever changes. It's true. Should we dive into rampage? I thought we just talked about rampage. We didn't talk about the the rest of it. We didn't talk about Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue and Madison Rain, which I thought was pretty good. I just am like, is there a women's tag division coming? Because if not, this is weird. Oh, bye, Matt. He's staying. He took a phone call. He's just too cool for us. A phone call. Oh, oh, oh. Fuck you. But it's just. They're pushing a lot of women's tag. So if they have a division, that's cool. If not, I don't like using tag wrestling only as a device for singles wrestling. Feels very WWE. Uh, but I do like that Britt and Jamie won and that set up a match between Sky and Hater today. Like we are seeing storytelling in the women's division that's consistent and makes sense. So that's refreshing, but. I thought this match was a whole lot of fun. Sky Blue, like, she worked a lot of this match. She's really good for how young she is. So that was awesome. Yeah, I think I said it last week. I thought it was weird how Britt Baker, in, like, the backstage or the backstage segment, like, the interview segment, she was kind of like, we're the best women's tag team in the world. I was like, why would you say that when there's no tag division? There it is. There's no tag division and, like, how can you say in the world when you don't really face any other teams? Right. Um, so, yeah, that that was the part I thought was weird, but the match was perfectly fine. How was the coolie in person? I mean, it's always a 10. Okay. Which Love one? I mean, any of them, really? I'm, a Jamie Hayter, though, was the... I tell you, when I saw her on the cruise, it was like I had an 80s rom-com moment, like... Pink fuzzy border appeared around her face. Like, she, like she's so beautiful. Um, For whatever reason, when you said 80s rom-com, I went to It's Always Sunny in the Day Bow Bow song. Day Bow Bow. <laughs> Day Bow Bow. Chica, chica, chica. Um, yeah, Ryan, it's uh, if you haven't seen Jamie Hayter in person, it's impressive in person, live and in living color. Yeah, you guys see that up close. You don't even need to be up close. I'll tell you. Yeah. It's not a bad day at the office. No. No. But that Uh, match was fun. That match was really fun. It's nice to see, like, some consistent stories in the women's division. Um, So that's refreshing. And then there's even non-title stories, which is good. And more women's talent being used, which is great. So all of my complaining for three years is coming to a halt. Which is wonderful news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean they're they're sort of advancing the stories with this group. The you know, like the way I think we talked about last week, we thought that they would 
and we saw that tonight you know so yeah it's um, good like everything's paying off for pretty much everyone that's involved so that is refreshing and then ricky starks came out and said he was in this eliminator tournament and and since you were there live i gotta know how did the gucci slides look in person and how did the pearls look in person everything all fashion choices were perfect we love it um Everything was perfect about his fashion choices and that promo. And I will tell you this, the room reacted well to it. So what's good is that, um, you know, we've been saying like to see more Ricky Starks on television. And, you know, when he gets put in front of the live crowd, you know, to run a promo like that and the crowd reacts well, that's, you know, obviously a great sign. So um that promo was well but kate we you skipped over one thing that i i actually just wanted to talk about they had the backstage jericho sammy guevara interview yes basically where um jericho uh like regal had said to jericho basically like why don't you put that on the line against danielson or claudio you know the ring of honor title and jericho basically says i'll do you one better you know we'll have a four-way match you know uh, between, you know, myself, Sammy Danielson and Castagnoli. And he basically says like, you know, Sammy will do the right thing after they get rid of Claudio and, and Brian. And then sort of like, you know, Sammy was almost like, you know, he gave that look is like, really, will I like, you know, I just sort of was surprised, um, that that is going to happen at full gear. It seems like they'd want to maybe do something like that at death before or not. Is it death? No final battle. Sorry. I was going to say death before dishonor final battle. Um, so I was just, I don't know about you guys. I was a little confused at that because I'm like, why are we doing this at full gear? You know, it seems like it would be perfect for final battle, but you know, there's other uh, conspiracy theories about what we'll get it at final battle. I think uh, I liked it because it was one of the few scenarios that I've seen where a fatal four way actually made sense. And I like uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara being the shake and bake of their team. Like, I think that's a really good story of like, well, of course, Sammy Guevara is going to help me win. Um, And also that it's Guevara and not Daniel Garcia, I think is a very intentional move. Um, So I actually like the idea that a fatal four way makes sense. Cause I feel like triple threats and fatal four ways oftentimes don't where this time, like Jericho's trying to even the numbers game. Right. So I actually thought that was a whole bunch of fun. I'm just hoping they got a plan with whatever <laughs> this is. Cause I don't have a problem with it happening at full gear. If something else is coming behind it. And I'm certainly not going to complain about the caliber of talent in that match. I mean, my goodness, but like, how many times are we going to see these two factions face each other in some sort of permutation? Matt, the young man uh, in the front. Yeah. Uh, question. Do you prefer when they come from behind or when they come in the front? Um, I can tell you this much. Kate doesn't care because there's no protection being used anyway. She told us that. I mean, hypothetically, but does it matter if it's Ocho or if like Ocho and above, they got to come from behind, but if it's below Ocho, you're in the front. Um, I would think the reverse of that, but that's just me on that. I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing things against the wall, whatever sticks. So, what's your length or width? When there's 
four dudes involved, it's like they're really just coming at you from all angles. So I don't think Whoa. it matters too much. Yeah, it's a good call. It's a lot to handle. So that's an airtight argument. I'll tell you that much. For for the title, do you prefer one on one or are you okay with the four way? For the title, I would say one on one. Like let's stay focused. Let's tell a good story in there. Uh if it's if the gold is on the line, I would prefer one on one in this. And then after the match, you want them to come from behind or you want to face to face? I mean, if there's some sort of like pull apart situation, I don't know, but uh I don't know. It just kind of depends what mood I'm in, I guess. like, Do you honor the code of honor? Of course. Okay. I, I have know. all of my Faculties. shenanigans under pure rules. I'm just surprised that when it's one-on-one or, or when the gold's on the line, she prefers it to be one-on-one. But when she's just looking to have, you know, a good time, a good experience, you know, the more the merrier, it seems like. Kate, I'm a little concerned about this idea of everything under the pure rules. Do you recall the pure rules? There's a lot a of lot of op- open mouth kisses. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and it's not. It's very dangerous. It's not very grabbed. Yeah. Maybe if you're not as elite as I am, it's dangerous. But I'm a fucking professional. So, are you dressed up as a dragging singing? Uh, Shut up and dance. I might. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, so I don't know if any of you guys saw the 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 theories now around uh, the possible match at Final Battle is that um, I guess in in when you go back and look at the video package they put together to sell that pay per view, you know Samoa Joe does the voiceover right, and then there's a montage. Um, montage. had a montage. There you go. Um. There's a montage that includes Samoa Joe, Taven Bennett, Canel- Maria Canellis, you know, Garcia FTR, Gates of Agony. There's a whole bunch of people, but there's also a few shots of Jay Briscoe. Um, but Mark Briscoe is absent from that montage. So um, some people are saying that perhaps it's telling that Jay uh, is in that video package uh, by himself because possibly maybe he gets the title shot at final battle because he's a two-time world champion. Maybe, but like CM Punk was in the one the week before, so I'm not going to put too much stock in that. Yeah, well, they're still selling CM Punk merch, so it doesn't matter. I got my ice cream bar figures the other day. I see nice. a punk figures. Nice. Listen, while you, he's he on a contract, have, I got a, sell his I got a package this week. I didn't open it. How do you not open it? What's wrong with you? It's been a busy week, dude. So do I say, like, dude, are you okay? Do you need a drink? You want me to come over? No, please don't come over. Why? Because you know, big. Anthony signs all his emails. Uh, Anthony Russinello, MB, like Matt Bowman. It's pretty cool. I never, like, it just dawned upon me. No, it's, it's signed sweet. NBA. Matt it's Bowman's like, my That's professional account. Matt Bowman Associates. <laughs> so you have a stable, Matt Bowman Associates. Yeah, I didn't even know because Anthony used to always call me boss. Holy so shit, that actually would be perfect for wrestling. He just took it upon himself, and I'm, I was flattered. I love it. 
I want to send them like a hello, uh, not a hello fresh. What's the edible fruit? Edible arrangement. I'll send you an edible arrangement. What's that edible fruit arrangement? Oh, edible arrangement. You can tell I'm not. Uh, I don't. I'm not a fancy man like that. No. Hey, hey aunt. Yeah. Do you have dreams? I mean, I'm not a robot. Of course, I have dreams. Oh, let's do for another trip. We're so fucking. I need one. I really, really, really want to go on another ROH road trip so bad, or any wrestling road trip. Um, let's. Should we round out rampage? Should we quickly talk yeah, about go Gates, ahead. Of, go ahead. Gates of Agony and Wardrobe? Which this was a fun match. It kind of. I didn't like love it though. To me, this match was like a little bit too agented. Now, after tonight, it makes more sense. But it felt so, like it was. Did you say too agented? Yeah, it's like too agented. It was all like around board, though. Like it was all agented around one guy. Yeah, he's he's uh, the TNT champion. Yeah, I get that, but like I I just thought it was gonna be like a I was hyped up for like a a big. And he put out a song, a video featuring Genuine Pony. Because if you're horny, let's do it. You didn't see it, the tweet? Oh, I did. I did. He Wardlow knows what he's about. He's Wait, are you hor- are you are you horny, Shlong? Well, I mean, Ward- for Wardlow? For Wardlow? Have you, have you seen him pop those pecs? You don't have to necessarily out who you're horny for. I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to tell you who it's for. For Wardlow, really? Out of all the, 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 the beautiful meat that's on AEW TV? Have you seen Wardlow? <laughs> Shlong did say he likes big, meaty men slapping meat. You've seen yes. one, though. You've seen them all. Have you seen him pop those pecs? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I've been watching him wrestling for like 30 years. I've seen a lot of people pop their pecs. Is, I feel like Matt's tag team with Ant would be the beautiful meat. I mean, we could do better. I think right. so, too. It's a start, but I wouldn't settle on it. No. Yeah. Uh, dis- discharge flip-flops. Discharge. So anyway, the match was not my favorite. Sometimes I feel too agented, but not agented. It was just like I thought because Gates of Agony was like the younger team coming in, like we were gonna get to see all four of them shine, and I feel like this was all set up around Wardlow. Obviously, tonight that kind of paid off in a way. Mm -hmm. But I was just hoping this was gonna be like a bigger like main event. These all these dudes colliding in the ring, but it just felt like very much like only a hey, you know who also like... is a beautiful man? Who? Con. Con. However you say his name. Con. Con's never yeah. had a, uh, a fucking carb in his life. No, Fuck he is beautiful not. man. He doesn't know what My threat God. is. Chiseled. King Kojima. Yes, Kojima is the bread club. Damn. No, I am the bread club. You're the bread club. Excellent. Excellent show last weekend. I mean, I know you guys are watching AEWs and it's a great product, but man, that New Japan show Saturday was fucking phenomenal. If you have time, don't watch Raw, don't watch fucking SmackDown, don't watch NXT. You no, I Usi. love you just watch Usi clips all day. You don't have to watch fucking two hours worth of bullshit. But it's the Triple H era, Matt. That's fine. I don't. That's great, buddy. That's good. You know, if you could find Impact, maybe you give that a check. But that New Japan show was 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 really really good. What about NWA? What about it? It's a fucking dumpster fire. But there's so much drama, man. It's the fu- it's the fucking dumbest shit. 
it only gets worse. We talked about it Monday night on the Shining Wizards Wrestling podcast. And then Billy Corgan's out here fucking running his gums all day yesterday. He doesn't, I don't know what Nick Aldis is doing. He thinks it's a shoot. It's a work. It's a, I'm an idiot. Tell a friend. Tyrus is in the main event. Tyrus. I'm going to go I on love tour. when. I I love when I see the Wizards podcast handle start tweeting New Japan because you love it so much. And then it reminds me to go check it out. But like anytime you're sitting down to live tweet a New Japan event, I'm like, there's going to be some excited tweets coming across my timeline. I really, I just, I put the laptop down last Saturday night. I, it's I the just, best. I just watched it. I enjoyed it. It was, it was just a great show. That's awesome. And I'm going to try and start watching the, the Japanese ladies, the stardom. You are. I think it's going to be like a whole thing. It might be like bonus content. Like I just make Tony and Kevin watch stardom with me. Oh, what about please, the ice please. ribbon? Dude, one thing at a time. I can't keep ice <laughs> ribbon, Choco Pro. I don't know any of this shit. Someone already commented on the bread club. Like, how are you not into Mayu Iwatani? She's the best. And I'm like, I'm not. She wrestled with a tail. I don't even know. What? Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Right. Maybe I only mentioned Ice Ribbon because I feel like that's such a weird name for a wrestling promotion. Sounds like ice skating. Does not sound like wrestling, I'll tell you that. Doesn't. Can I uh, say something about uh, Post Rampage? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me a story. Entertain me. Not really any stories. I know I was texting you guys. We, we had a few oh. sightings. Uh, saw the invisible hand walking around the Tropicana, Mr. Don Callis. The jackal. Yeah. Gina thought it was uh, weird because he just looked like a normal guy. And I was like, yeah, it does take you out of it a little bit. But it certainly saw Dandy Don walking around. Thought that was interesting. Did you ask him to 69 you? I did not. <laughs> um, did not. We also. Uh, I did. And then he asked me how, how it got in his room. It was very weird. Oh, you are you horny. I'm the mean today, Ryan. <laughs> really? You would want Don Callis to 69 you? I mean, I wouldn't say no. Maybe just for the story. Exactly. Any other people, though, you could have a better story with. I mean, you're you're assuming I'd say no to them. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. <laughs> so you're just an open book, buddy. There it is. Yeah. So we saw Don. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> Would you don the Brian Myers mask? It's the Brian Myers mask. It's the one that Kevin puts on all the ladies he brings home. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's where you draw the line. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Aunt. Didn't mean to cut you off. Can't see you, so don't know when you're going to talk. No, I know. It's like when Ryan uh, isn't on camera. I know now how the other side feels. Uh, we saw legit Layla walking around, too. All right. Nice. So nice to see. I guess her leg is doing better. All she right. wasn't using any sort of crutch or cane or wearing a boot or any sort of brace that was visible. So looks good for legit Layla. And then uh, we were walking around, needed a little, uh, needed a bite to eat late uh, after the show. So there's, uh, you guys know, in that little French Quarter like plaza, there's a little pizza joint. We pulled in there, saw Dalton Castle hanging out, waiting for a pizza. Saw 
Keith Lee there as well, waiting for his order. He is a large man. But nobody, uh, nobody as large as Satnam Singh, because we were in line waiting for something. And I turned around at one point and I was just like, holy shit. He is very large. And it was the one thing that me and Mrs. Money said, I actually feel worst for him for a couple of reasons. It's like, how does this dude exist on the road? Right. Because like <laughs> he's not going to fit in a bed anywhere unless I guess maybe he sleeps, you know, diagonal. But the other thing, too, is you can't hide. There's nothing you can do to hide who you are. You can't take off height. You can take off, you know, face paint, a mask, all that sort of stuff. But, dude, he was he was feet above like the the soda coolers that were there. Like, just my God, that dude is legit a giant. It was impressive. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Wait, who's this? I just put a mask on. <laughs> I didn't even turn it ruins the whole mystique. You know who it is. I didn't turn my camera off. I didn't do anything fun. <laughs> I just put the mask off, so I said I'll put a mask on. So you were going to get in, like a gimmick. You want me to do this one? Last time you had a hood on, you turned the lights off. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Creepy oh, ass. <laughs> Slowly coming into and out of focus. So creepy. It is da, so creepy. Da, 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 da. Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Talk about pizza, please. That was that was the Large end. Man. I don't don't feel bad for the large man. Feel bad for Andre the Giant. No, I mean I makes you understand sort of I guess any of those dudes, the guys who are larger than the average person, but it and was just really like I I suppose so schlong. But like it was you, uh, uh, what do you think his dumps look like? Like you I don't even want to like you go up, even... you go up in them hotel rooms, those toilets ain't big. Those 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 showers, those bathrooms aren't big. That no, I, I don't even know how it's how it's possible. I mean, for him, it's got to be like squatting at all times because it's, you know, dude, he is gigantic. I don't I'm trying to think of other people I've seen basketball players, other athletes, you know, like I saw I remember seeing Frank Thomas back in the day when he was still playing. He was big, but I can't even compare anybody else I've ever seen live and in person to Satnam Singh. I mean, the the dude is. Well, he's seven five. They said, right? And I, I honestly think it's not. I don't think it's a lie. If they maybe add a couple inches, fine. But no, I mean that's what I do. It's fucking giant. (laughs) I heard you saw your girl without her makeup on too. Oh, that's right, Abaddon. Yeah, that was sort of weird. Did it ruin it for you? No, she still looks good. She's a pretty, pretty nice lady. Didn't, didn't stop her and talk to her. Uh, so, uh, she seemed nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, saw her at a gimmick. That was sort of funny. What's worse, her at a gimmick or the dinosaur at a gimmick? That's a good question. I'll at least say this when the dinosaur's at a gimmick, he, he sort of, 
unless you really kind of know what you're looking for, or if you know what he looks like at a gimmick, you know, he can kind of just coast through, right? Like when we saw them back in January, like I think I saw him a couple times and then I was like, Oh, that's Luchasaurus. But like, he looks like a dude that would want to pretend to be a dinosaur. Yeah, he sort of does. But again, Abaddon, you know, with half red hair or whatever she's got going on, you know, and she's got some distinct facial piercings. It's sort of easy to tell, you know, who she is. So you can sort of pick her out uh, of the crowd. But, oh, we also saw, uh, saw Danhausen walking through with no makeup. And I said to to Mrs. Money, I was like, hey, Danhausen. And she's like, no. And I was like, yes. It's like, that's 100% Danhausen. Well, I had to call a lie on that. What you actually did was see him in human makeup. That's very true. I'm sorry. You're right. He had on his uh, his human makeup so he wouldn't recognize his vampire form. Yes. Makes sense. Story tracks. Would you have known uh, Sheeta if you had run into her since you're never really familiar? Probably not. Probably just think she was some other lady walking around to gamble at the casino. Some other Asian lady. You could say it. It's fine. Didn't say it. Just said some other lady gambling at the casino. Maybe drinking. Maybe going to Milf and Cub Night or whatever it was called. I can't believe you missed out on Milf and Cub Night. Well, this weekend it's Hot for Teacher. Uh, They're doing Hot for Teacher Night because the teacher's convention is down there. Uh, I bet you they all look like David Lee Roth. (laughs) At this point, maybe. Sure. And did you win any money? Nope. Didn't gamble. Nelly, that's Nelly, right? It is. Yeah, it is. Hi, hi, Nelly. She can't. Hit, you know, she, you know, I have headphones on, right? Yeah. Why well, you put the cat on the screen? What am I supposed to? Oh, hello, Nelly. Great Matt, to see you. Put the you. headphones on her so we can talk to her. Yeah, please. Put them on her butt. <laughs> She's like, I've had enough of that. She wasn't feeling it. Watch the real star of the show. The butthole. Look, I'm just filling in until my wife gets home with my Taco Bell. So, Taco Bell, look at that. Ooh. I don't feel like cooking tonight, man. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying Taco Bell, good stuff. Oh, she's on the way. Yeah, I'm excited about it. What'd you get? Yeah, what'd you order? I got uh, the Chalupa, uh, chicken chalupa supreme combo with a crunchy taco, Mountain Dew, and an order of chicken quesadillas. Mountain Dew? At this hour? Regular Baja Blast. Regular. At this hour, Kate, I'm going to be up like 2 o'clock in the morning. In, in this economy? This economy. <laughs> I'm up every night till like 2 o'clock in the morning. Come on, Nelly, get down. <sighs> now, Matt, here's an important question. Yes, sir. Is that your entire order that you're going to absolutely eat? Yes, that's all. I. Some Look, I have... I have known to order way, 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 way too much. So I definitely well, just because that's that's the reason for the question is because sometimes the game plan with Taco Bell is you order more than you think you're going to eat just in case because you never know how it's going to go. Yeah, no, I, I ordered just what I wanted because I will eat. I will just continue to eat until I feel like I'm going to explode. Okay. Nelly, come on, man. Stop it. Dang it. It's been so long since we saw Nelly. I know, but she's like just a, she's a lot, man. She's she's just going through some stuff too. She oh, is? Boy. What's going on with know. Nelly? Sometimes she doesn't poop in the litter box. Oh no, kind of like you. <laughs> uh, 
She's like, I'm I've I seen dad nope. shit his pants right next to the toilet. I'm going to not quite make it to the litter yeah. box. And you know what? We haven't had any issues there since. Okay. I'm glad. I'm just saying, maybe it's a learned habit. Oh my gosh. Oh. Hi, Tom. Who's Tom? Psycho Tom. Tom. Who's Psycho Tom? You know, yeah. Psycho Tom in the he chat. Did I sit next to him at AEW? Uh... No, that was my friend Brian that you did not recognize at all. Well, he had a mask on and he wasn't near me. I know. It was just very funny. I'm funny. Well, especially funny because you walked away saying, thanks for introducing us to your friend, Kate. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Was like, I had no idea who he was. You met him already. I also drank like fucking a hundred of those fucking lemonades. I was pretty, pretty ripped. You were tuned up. Tuned up good. the band. Very tuned up. I was feeling good. Well, I didn't get to see Dynamite, so I, I don't want to ruin it for myself. No, that's no? okay, because we're kind of at commercial break time anyway. You still play a commercial? Of course. We so do. maybe I can try to get this camera to work. Uh, did you? Aunt, I know you don't go in the Discord much, but uh, no. uh, T-Donk, he's more than willing to to, to uh, haggle with you over the network. I've been in contact with somebody. I guess it's not his people, so I'd better recalibrate my discussion because we were almost through to a deal. So I don't know what I was buying. Yeah, because there was a you know I, I got a lot of I got a lot on my mind. I got a lot of things I want to fix. So you know it came up in a conversation with Tony, and I said, "We'll use the parameters. We gotta we gotta trim a lot of the fat." Well, we've already. I mean, if you know you had been here for the past few weeks. Uh, we've been talking about the fact that we are going to trim a lot of fat. Yep, that's the point. Eight dollars. It it will be yeah. There will be a subscription fee. Really? Um, we are going to from day one. We're going to decimate everything. It will be very much like Warner Brothers, Discovery, HBO Max. We are just going to start slashing things before they even hit the screen. We're going nice. to be like, oh, this movie that we spent forty four billion on, cancel. Out. Not happening. Cool. You guys are still that. I don't know if you need to, you know, well, I guess spill it here for you, Matt. So you're aware. Uh, we're still not decided on what will happen to the Shining Wizards. So. Oh, OK. Yeah, you're on the fringe. You are on the fringe. I'd say it doesn't look good for you that Tony didn't show up tonight. Yeah. Starting I mean, to question his commitment. To be fair, he said he didn't want to invite himself. So people shouldn't expect him to show up. Yeah, what is this I invited open, him. Why, why an open invite? You could talk to your buddy Ryan over there. Throwing like that out in the Shining Wizards chat. I put the open invite out there. I don't like I that. Was, I'm allowed to do it. I didn't I didn't say that. I said I don't like that. He was very angry about Dynamite, even though he doesn't watch AEW at all. Yeah, and I he's, couldn't he's understand. He's a boomer. He's drinking out of hoses. I couldn't understand his anger. And he said, I will come on to discuss it. Well, I can't invite myself. And I said, the invite is always there. You're more than welcome to come on. And, and we, we will have a discussion. Maybe, also did, well, Ant is big timing us next week. You and I can invite Tony on. Yeah. He didn't like that. I actually agreed with Kevin that while Tony is more than welcome to have an opinion, there is a ranking of opinion between someone who actually watches the show and someone who doesn't watch. Because it's very hard to trust an opinion for someone who's only ever read like a recap. Yes. What was his I opinion? And I disagreed with that just to make everybody else angry. Oh, I knew <laughs> what you were doing. I was so I was laughing. I'm good at it. What was, I was the laughing my ass. what was the opinion he had for someone who doesn't watch the show? 
he thinks his opinion is just as equally valid as someone who does watch the show. No, but what was the opinion? That it's was all it garbage. A, it's all garbage. The guy who thinks MLW is a great show. Yeah, but my point being is like I you can read something and say, you know what, that doesn't sound good or doesn't sound for me, for me. 100%. But you cannot sit there and argue that it's complete garbage when you haven't watched it. And that's very true. Matt, if you uh, want to uh, if you want to hear no, uh the conversation, you can go over to shiningwizards.com or find us wherever you listen to podcasts, episode 610. It's just the three of us. Uh, and you can find more, find more about, uh, find more, find out more about Ryan Myers' mask. The name of the episode. Matt, before you leave, Asian Joe wants to know uh, your thoughts on his FMK that he put in the chat. We'll throw it up here. Uh, Matt's love of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Tony's love of NWA, or Ryan and Ryan's love of positivity. Who's doing the FMK? You. It can't be Matt. He's in it. Well, this is what Asian Joe said. Before Matt leaves, I'm interested in hearing everyone's thoughts. So that includes Matt. I want to get Matt's thoughts first. Okay. Well, I'm going to. Oh, man. I'm going to marry my love for New Japan. I'm going to kill Tony's love for NWA. I'm going to fuck Ryan's positivity. Damn straight you are. I'm going to go, I would marry Matt's love of New Japan. This mm-hmm. is kind of a, a more shocking upset. I think I would fuck Tony's love of NWA because yep. it's going to just be like a very, uh, it's going to be a hell of a time. All right, we're going to get. Yeah, not a good one, though, from what we've seen. Well, you don't know that. Well, the show you... is bad, but Tony's love for it, it's kind of it's kind of rough. It's kind of fun. We see, oh, yeah, his we love see what's for. Going on there. for... His love for NWA is ticking clock, Berserker. <laughs> there, Ryan's love of positivity. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna kill that off. It's t- here's the, Ryan's too positive. Like, you know, I would. I'm be sorry. Surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, when we're done, he like gets up and he's just sitting on like a a chair of skulls, like human heads that he's murdered. No, that's see. No, that's just too much work. But here's know. what I'm gonna say. Matt watches a lot of serial killer stuff. I'm going to matters. I'm going to fuck Matt's love of N- NJPW because Whoa. while he does love it, his he only watches it sporadically and tweets about it sporadically. So it would only be occasional fucking. I'm going to kill Tony's love of NWA, and you marry my love of positivity because my positivity will always be there to carry you on your dark days. Just you know what I'm I'm over the tweeting about it because it takes away from the watching. So I don't like to tweet while I watch. I'm just I, saying. Uh, I like them apples, Ryan. I watch it a lot more than I watch anything else. Yeah, but that's very low bar. No question. No question. That's not true. I watch a shitload of primetime wrestling. I fall asleep to it every night. Oh, Nelly just fell off the table. Sounds about right. She I'm tri- with Kate's. Uh, I'm with Kate's uh, FMK, to be honest. Nice. You know how I know Ryan's making faces and stuff, but I very rarely agree with Kate on a lot of stuff. So she went. I'm sorry. I'm so positive and like things. See, you would, you just killed your own positivity by being negative right now. So you're actually on our side. How does, uh, when you do other podcasts, Ryan, how does the positivity, does it, does it show well or? I think so. Cause I'm, 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 I'm critical. 
Okay. I will make a criticism. I just, at the end of the day, choose to like what I watch. So I don't get, for Kate, sour. I choose to enjoy what I'm viewing. Okay. Otherwise, oh. why are we watching it? I mean, you should pick out the negative things. I, I am critical. I will tell you the things I don't like. But I overall will say... I'm going to try to sell myself on everything because otherwise, if it's all stuff I don't like, I'm just not going to watch. That's I don't fair. Know what I can do. I feel like you can still like a majority of stuff and criticize other things. Right? I hate House of Torture, but I still watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. I yeah. have been very critical of the women's division of AEW. Oh. Join the fucking club, buddy. I have said that I don't want to, I don't want Jeff Jarrett I mean, on the TV beyond this full gear. Yeah, but you put him on our show. Well, that's to, to troll Kate. But I, if he's on there beyond full you gotta gear, pick, I, I'm. You got to pick a game, bro. You're either you're either simping no. on Kate on on Twitter or you're trolling her on the show. Pick a how, side, man. No, for how dare you try to back me into a corner? Fuck you. I am who you I want to be. You put Jeff Jarrett behind you. You did this to yourself, buddy. I am who I want to be. No, it would be awesome if Jeff Jarrett was like in mid guitar swing and it looked like I he tried was to find right one that could, that could do that and <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> Spend my days working hard on Anyway, commercials Kate, maybe, and stickers and stuff. Kate, maybe you said it before. <clears> maybe you said it before, Kate. Slow. But I can't wait. Be alone with my baby tonight. If I was okay. logged in, I would take Ryan off the screen. I'm just saying. Can't you um, your thoughts? My question for you, Kate, was how was uh, commentary this weekend? And did you work in your phrase? I did work in Yowza Yowza. Uh, commentary was actually really great this weekend. I was the most comfortable I felt, I think, doing it. And the card was was pretty good. Like there were actually stories this time around. Um, so that was really good. And then Dan Barry was there. So I it was like someone I knew. So that was nice. <laughs> and I did say yowza yowza. I forget what spot. But I, I did make sure to get I it. can confirm I was listening. She did say yowza yowza. Matt, we get it. You have the yeah, Shining Wizards that. podcast. You can go to www.shiningwizards.com. I think For that's now. It. We're going to play a whole commercial. I was just fucking with that because he would take it down. And I put it back. <laughs> no, I know. That's, that's, that's what made this whole thing fun. Oh, God. Oh. Well, um, well, it was fun. We can play commercials. I'm going to try to get this camera to work. All right. I'm going to go uh, have dinner with my wife. And uh, I had a really good time with you guys. Go eat that so taco, man. Here. I'm going to smash that taco, son. Just watch out if there's a little too much cheese on that taco. There will be no discharge, my friend. Steal a yeah. base, smash a taco. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know that Anthony's not going to be around next week. Maybe, you know, we get Tony in, Kevin in. I would enjoy having Tony and Kevin on this show. Being very aggressive. Where's the butt? Like. Give me a butt. But there's no but. They just don't. They they don't come on the show. I know. I told them both today. I go. You know. You guys could just sign into the streamyard, whatever you want. Literally. They'll be banned. But you know. Wow. Look at this. Look at this guy. I mean, your suspension just lifted. So. 
There were no one ever. I never got anything in the mail. I didn't get an email. There was no. You system. didn't pay your fine. I didn't even know I was fined. That's it. You're off the rest of the show. Listen, Kate. I hate to break it to you. The whole investigation between what happened with Matt was a farce. So what? I'm. He paid off the cops. I'm stunned. The only thing I paid for was the suite at Full Gear. Okay, that's mm-hmm. paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you got any tickets? No. Looks Not like you yet. paid for something else. Yeah, right. What the fuck, man? I got Chris's email. I'll reach out to him. If I got to go over somebody's head, I will. There's nobody to go over. I'm getting the tickets and we'll distribute them accordingly. All right, good. Apparently, it's not through like (laughs) it's not through the Ticketmaster app. It's through some other portal. The the Devil's app, the Prudential app. The Devil's app. I can't believe Matt's settling for digital tickets. To be honest. Well, it is what it is, Kate. I can't not. Let me tell you something. The oh, uh, oh girls, private photos. Let me tell. Oh, come on, I wanted to see the uh, <laughs> the catering was uh, was a nice little smack up. I was like, sure, here's what we want from catering. They were like, here's the invoice. I was like, holy fuck, that is a service charge. You didn't see that? I just uh, no, I did see it. But when you actually see it all put together, you're like, that is uh, way more. That well, I'll shake everybody down. Don't worry. Oh, I don't care about that. Oh, you hear that? I'm in the same boat. I told Anthony the same thing. So I don't care if I have to pay for it. We're just going to have a good time. Does anyone want to go to the JCW show in the afternoon in Booton? No, I won't be able to make that happen. I think uh, the fucking crazy uh, Japanese girl is going to be there. What's her nuts? Uh, She was on fucking AEW. Oh, um... The girl oh. who sings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her face? That all pee pee all over Ito. you. Maki Ito. Maki Ito, yeah. yeah. Maki Ito's going to be there, yeah. If other people are going, I'd consider it. That'd be fun. I'm, I'm considering it because it's at like one o'clock and it's right up the road for me. And I think and I think there's like Mance Warner's going to be there. And I think Chris yeah, Henry and Tommy Rich is going to be there. Where is it? At the high school? I think it's at, I don't know where it is. It I can't think of anywhere anyway. else in Booton. Let's see. Well, if you go, then you just come to my house and then I'll drive to Prudential Center. Come on your house. The Booton Elks Lodge. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. I think. Hold on. Maybe Tony is on this show. Somebody just burped into the mic. <laughs> it's kind of low class stuff you get on the B show, I guess. What you get on the B show? Says the guy who doesn't have a camera and was 15 minutes late. This guy who shows up once every three months. Yeah. Well, I was pulling an ant money. Okay. I pull an ant money. I sleep all the time. Good for you, honestly. You are. No, I don't know. I I should be wide awake. I'm not the one who has like a fucking full time job and a kid. Like, I don't know how Ant does it. And he's up to like two o'clock in the morning every night. Yeah, no way. More power to you, buddy. Thanks. You know, I love you. you. Yeah, I know. I'm just annoyed I can't get my camera to work. Well, be more annoyed that you're. Flip flops are covered in discharge. Oh, hey, you want to play the commercials? All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I love you guys. Uh, thank you all for uh, for joining the Mark Order podcast. Stay tuned. Uh, Kate, Ryan, and Anthony are going to give you a great breakdown. What is he doing? You dynamite. What is he doing? He's running. He's running the, the show. Yes, he, he just slipped right in the house. I got to put you guys over before I leave. What the fuck? What are you putting us over for? Well, I don't know. Why not? I thought that's what friends do. 
Listen, we try to put you over on Monday That's night. What friends are for. Monday night is a great time. Yeah. We got Sal Renaro this Monday from the NWA. He's doing yeah. the weird shit with gags of gimp and all that weird stuff. We're going to talk about that. I hope you tell him how much of a dumpster fire shit show it is over there. Well, maybe I will. I hope maybe you do. Won't. You never know. Um, he won't. What else do I have? Oh, Bread Club, if you're a New Japan fan, that's up on Fightful Overbooked. You should check that out. That's a good time. Mm. I did the Apron Bump podcast a couple weeks ago where we did Ring of Honor from 2003. That's a great listen. Dead. Jeff Hardy's only appearance in Ring of Honor. Was that also one of the Samoa Joe Punk? No, that was Punk Raven Dog Collar. Punk Raven Dog Collar. And it was, okay. I have to check that out. And uh, in two weeks, less than two weeks, the Shining Wizards 11th anniversary show, Kate the Great and Handsome Kevin are putting together the whole show. Uh, we have no idea what oh it's going to be like. It's going to be so much fun. But you should definitely <laughs> tune in because it's going to be something. Hell yeah. Uh, Matt, it's just me coming on singing karaoke. I should just warn you. No, I, mean, I want it to. I want to have fun. So it's not. Don't worry. I'm yeah. I'm not. Ryan. Ryan, Kate said she wants to have fun, so she wasn't even inviting you. I hate to break it to you. Manny Kratzo! What's up, Kratzo? Hey! Is this the Matt Plug show? Jesus, it might as well be. Jesus. Well, look, I'm never around, so I gotta make the most of uh, when I when I jump in here. No, we love it when you're here. Yeah, you ever not gonna be working on a Wednesday? Probably not. Well, <laughs> that sucks. Well, um... You know, I made time to be here tonight, so maybe I'll make time next week. Hell yeah. That's all we can ask for. All right. You guys have a great night. All right. We're going to play some commercials. I'm going to try to get my camera to work. Stay tuned. Matt. Yep. Love you, bud. I'll be Love in touch. You, buddy. You're the best. I hope you get your camera working so we can see. Yeah, yeah. See you later. All right. We'll see you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. When it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb, and every week we bring you a fist full of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese man of war Choppy 
for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast, live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network. We're three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? Hey! Oh my god, look at your face. Oh my god. You're here. I had to download a new driver and take the camera out and plug it back in. Fucking finally. Was it a big driver or was it a mini driver? Oh my god. Good to see you, pal. You can never be critical of me again, Kate. Sure I can. I can be a hypocrite. Uh, Fair. Fair. Let's see. We should probably tell people where to find us on social at Mark Order Pod. On all of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all the places at Mark Order Pod. And when you get there, uh, click the link tree in our uh, bios and find links to all of our socials. We make it easy for you, but we also make it easy for you to get some free stickers. Click the button to request some free stickers. Uh, Leave us your full name full mailing address the country you live in and we'll send you out some of these mark order podcast stickers guys remember last week how i was telling you we are international overseas in canada yes ireland guess what we got a request from spain no way espana i love it if you're a listener 
Obviously, we have a listener in Spain. Yeah. And you're on Twitter. Please reach out and let me know who you are. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah we, appre- we appreciate everybody reaching out and getting stickers. It is very cool. I will say to you guys, it is cool when I see the requests come in and I'm like, Ireland, what the fuck? Or Hell especially yeah. España. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was like, I was like, what the fuck? And then the other thing I always hope for is, well, I hope I'm putting this address down on this envelope correctly because they always <laughs> look weird. It's true. So. Thank you for the request. Those should be on the way. They went out last week if you haven't gotten them yet. But if you're listening in Spain, uh, make sure you let us know uh, that you got the stickers, you know, tweet at us and all that kind of fun stuff. I don't know if you guys are in on the joke why I'm saying Spain, but if you've ever seen Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, you'll. That's what it's. Okay, yeah. In a bitha, tha, 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 tha. Every day is a fiesta. Ta, ta. <laughs> they also first, eat pajaja. Pajaja, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's been a minute. Been so, all right, I've got the camera going. Hi. Yeah, you do. Looking good, um, buddy. Yeah, we've got spam bots tonight. It looks like. Yeah, we do. Saying, Look at private photos. What a fucking weird night. Wouldn't it be funny if there were private photos, but it was like of our trip to Australia. <laughs> we went to Australia? Our private photos of our travels abroad. <laughs> yeah, Canada. Look at us snorkel. Uh, you know, it's weird. Uh, that also just reminded me. I went to the YouTube today for something, and I guess they updated the layout and stuff like that. The only video that was on our homepage was the video montage that was put together for our trip to Baltimore. I was like, where the fuck did all of our shows go? They changed the way it's they so have annoying. everything. It's laid out so stupid. I should see if we can get some non-copyright strike music underneath that and repost it. <laughs> I thought I did I thought I did add free Mia music to it. Oh good. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I'll check it out. Good all times. Right. We should probably just, you know, clip some of our own shows and put them up as clips. But yeah. that requires work. I just got an intern on board like last week. So an intern for what? Um, to help maintain all my podcast shit and as I'm like rebooting my business a little bit. So helping with oh, clips. I thought you meant for post. your shoot job. I'm like, they gave you an intern? No, that would I could use one already, but no, it's more like for the stuff I'm trying to reboot while now having a full-time job. I was like, this is too much. I need someone to come help me out with some shit. So so I can stick a mark order duties on, on him. Um, but He'll quit immediately. But hell yeah. <laughs> she but, said oh. duty. She did say duty. I did. Uh, all right, let's see. Want to talk about Dynamite? Sure. Hold on, hold on. No. Jesse Ozog in the chat asking to the sound disappear. Can everyone mm-hmm. you I hear you. I mean, I know you. She's asking generic. Um, so I'm asking the chat. Can someone in the chat say yes, we hear you? We'll sit and wait in silence until someone No, we'll still talk. I wonder if no, that no, was no. About, I'd like to sit in silence. That might have been about the YouTube video that we were talking about with the copyright strike. Yeah. But sometimes I disappear. Burn. Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about dynamite. 
it was uh, it was a loaded episode, uh, and we lead off with our eight man tag team match: the Ass Boys and Swerve in Our Glory uh, versus FTR and the Acclaimed. And before this match even gets started, Billy Gunn runs down the ring and jumps on Strange, uh, Shane Strickland. Um, BJ Whitmer has to come down to cool him off and talk him to go back to the back. Uh, but the match continues on, and eventually FTR and the acclaimed win by pinfall with a lateral press from Anthony Bowens on Austin Gunn. Um, you know, uh, there was a point in this match where I think the acclaimed and FTR sort of backed into each other. They were sort of standing in the ring. They backed into each other. I thought that was fun where they turned around on each other and was like, hey, hey. And it was like, are you trying to do something? Nope, we're on the same team. All right, we're cool. Um, but Good clearly old coexisting trope. Yeah. Right. But clearly, I think, maybe you know, they're they're laying some groundwork of the possibility that we're going to get a match between the two at some point. But there's a lot of other shit going on here with like FTR and, you know, uh, the kingdom and, you know, fucking Gates of Agony and all that other horse shit. And we still got to get past uh, full gear where we're going to get Swerving Our Glory versus the Acclaimed Three. Yes. Uh, so a lot of uh, spoons in the porridge with the stories in this match. Uh, what'd you guys think? Uh, I thought it was a really fun way to start off the show. Like you said, there's a lot going on story-wise here. I kind of wish they had, like, had... Because it was just regular rules, right? Like, if they had had a stipulation or made a tornado tag or something, I thought that might have been a little bit more helpful. But I love it when they start off shows with uh, high-energy tag matches. Not a huge fan of, like, the overly multi-man matches, especially when there's, like already stories going separately for these vehicles of who's involved, but no complaints about the match itself. It was a really fun, like everybody in it has a very different style. I just love Bowens. That press at the end was awesome. Um, But yeah, this was a a fun way to kick off dynamite. I don't feel like we needed it, but it definitely like advanced the stories that were there and it was fun. So no complaints. And Schlong, I think clearly you and I both know Kate's favorite part of this was the fact that clearly the guns were, were you know, uh, featured quite heavily in this match. She is a huge fan of the Ass Boys. First of all, the, the four-man team name should be Swerving for Glorious Ass Boys. Uh, just that's what the four of them name. Also, hold on. You can't tell me that they just aren't wearing Shawn Michaels trunks from like 93, 94. Yeah, they certainly I mean, are. That's it just on the every day time of I see the them, screw job. Yeah, on the Shawn Michaels glorious day when he finally got his rightful position as number one. I'll quit. I'll quit right now. Okay. That is a quittable offense, Ryan. Let's let's <laughs> pump the brakes <laughs> on that one. But I just had to point that out. They are definitely wearing his trunks, his old pants, his old pantaloons. Um, so I enjoyed the match. I, you're right. That press was impressive. Um, hey, I could be a hypocrite too, Kate. <laughs> um, I do. I like the way this is. <laughs> like the way this is advancing stories. And clearly, we're setting up for FTR versus the Acclaimed, which is what we all really, really want. So this is just to buy time to give the Acclaimed a bit longer of a run. 
and then FTR can come in and take those titles. You know what else I appreciated in this match was the fact that um, they mentioned FTR had just gotten back from Japan. Like they went and defended their titles in Japan. And at one point, I think Taz even said, you know, this is really when the jet lag sets in. So they're probably a little more tired than they usually are, you know, from traveling and defending the title. So I just appreciate little things like that with the story uh, to try to sort of explain, uh, you know, maybe why, uh, why uh, FTR may be sort of underperforming where they normally would be. Um, just a nice little twist. Just thought I'd add that in. That is a nice little twist. What a twist. Uh, all right, let's see. We go to an interview with MJF um, where he was on uh, one of the Barstool podcasts. I don't even remember PMT. which one. What? PMT. It's like the biggest sports podcast. I, I fucking uh, hot take. I fucking hate Barstool and I think they're all fucking trash garbage. So I, yeah, but I, I mean, even if you just look at like the rankings of podcast rankings, you'll see it. It's always number one. I don't I, listen to it, but it's right there. All the I time. don't listen to any podcast really anymore because I don't commute. With exception of maybe the Shining Wizards, because, I, you know, you need a good chuckle every now and again, it, you know. Yeah. You're like, oh, what's yeah. like the lower quality? How adorable. We do? That's yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I just, I, Ryan, I, what does PMT stand for? Because they Part said, of my that, take. That's it. Okay. They said the name. I just don't have it down. So MJF was on part of my take. Uh, and he said that he had been advised by doctors to stay off the road until his match against John Moxley at full gear. And that match is super important because it uh, might, uh, crown him as the face of the next generation of pro wrestling, you know, almost like guys like Sam Martino, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Hogan, The Rock, and Cena. Um, he says guys who are exactly what MJF is. Um, so all he has to do is etch his name in history. Uh, all he has to do to etch his name into history is to have a nice long title reign, and he's not going to pretend that Moxley is going to be uh, easy to beat. Uh, Mox wasn't born to be world champion. He doesn't have an athletic bone in his body, but he has worked his ass off to be the man he is today. And MJF says he respects that, but Max says he was born for this, uh, and to wave the flag and do interviews and make everyone talk about wrestling again. Um, that throne is for the taking and he's going to take it. And he's really sick of waiting for his turn. He said the spotlight stolen from him again and again by Cody's neck tattoo, by Matt Hardy falling like Humpty Dumpty, by Jericho for a full calendar year. And then on his big return, his spotlight went to a press conference. Well, he's not waiting for the spotlight anymore. He's taking it, and Regal will bet on the wrong horse because at full gear, the devil gets his due. Nice promo from MJF. Um, And I mean, listen, guys, I think they're building this perfectly. I don't expect to see him on TV live in the ring, you know, or wrestling every week. Don't necessarily want that. Um, and I love the the story around that. Right. Because it's like, oh, the doctors say I shouldn't be there traveling. He's been filming, I guess, for the new uh, for the movie that's coming out on a 24 about the Von Erics. Uh, so that sort of is, it, you know, a reason to explain why he hasn't been there. Um, but listen, I just think. I think we all see the writing on the wall. This has to be MJF's time, right? 
I think Mox wants some time off. He should have gotten, but he didn't get to get MJF. This is the time you don't sign him and bring him back not to win the title. So I think this is it. I love where this is going. I think he's just doing what he does best. I didn't have anything wrong with this. Uh, Schlong, let's go to you for your negative take first. Fucking awful. Ramble, 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 ramble. I do actually have one small criticism. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was only a, maybe on your broadcast it wasn't there, but I did some, see some people on Twitter complain about it. The audio and video were not perfectly synced. And as soon as someone pointed it out, I could not focus on anything else. Like it was all that I could see. Um, the words were great. It was an amazing promo. I still think, especially based on the promo that came, oh, well, maybe almost immediately after. Uh, I still think the firm is going to help him win the title. I think this is all an elaborate ruse because that's just the devil's making us believe he doesn't exist. And uh, he's real. It was. I mean, it was excellent. It was. Because even when he turns on us and he uses the firm, nothing he said is a lie. So that's what makes it so good. There's there that there's so much truth in everything he's saying. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. That's true. Even like in the punk feud that got built out, in the regal stuff that he built out, like it's all been a lot of real life stuff. So the fact that this like box stuff falls in those footsteps is really nice. I just think he's the terrible podcast guest. Like he's just rambling into that camera while you're trying to have an interview with him. Like he's just, and that's our job. Not even exactly. He's like, not even looking at you. He's talking for like five minutes away from you. But, uh, other than being a bad podcast guest, I think, uh, this was great. This is a perfect setup into what should be a, a long and healthy reign for him. I think, I think it'll be very productive. I think he's at a point where, uh, we talk about like people making the belt or the belt making people. He's kind of at a weird middle ground. That's pretty rare. I think in wrestling when it's a little bit of both, like Miro definitely was that way too, because he was coming in from another company company and needed to establish who he was, but MJF's just young. And I think this is going to be something that's really special of like, he'll have a title reign that'll cement his legacy, but he's good enough where he can put over a lot of baby faces in the process um, and make them look great and make them sound great through his promo skills. So I think it should be something that's really, really well done. I don't think this is a swerve with the firm, uh, largely because I don't think MJF even legally is of age to have a license to dick ride. So I don't understand mm-hmm. how you can, you can overcome something like that. Listen, you've got to have a license if you're going to dick ride. I know that's that much. That's it. We're all adults. It is interesting, too, as as Ryan sort of said, uh, keep in mind the quotes with MJF. uh, You know, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. But there's also a second lesser known quote. This is for real. But it's been I've seen it sort of making the rounds in a lot of the MJF stuff. The second greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he's the good guy. So maybe, maybe we'll see. I'm uh, excited either way. Like, I think yeah. this has been a really fun build. Yeah, it should be a really good match. I, I MJF has to win the belt. There's no way around it. He's he has to win this belt. This is the time. This is the way. 
has to get done. Yeah. I, I don't see it going any other way, to be honest. Lock it down. So when they go to commercial and come back, we get a Stoke vignette. And this is where he starts talking about unlicensed dick riding. Um, but he felony. does it. Apparently it is a major fucking felony. only if you get caught. Well, that's <laughs> like any crime, Ryan. Uh, you got to get caught first. But Stoke is talking about how he used to think that he and MJF had the same goals, you know, money, cars and things like that. Instead, he's dick riding John Moxley. The worst crime you can commit is dick riding without a license. So when loser draw at full gear, he says he'll see Max in hell. So again, to Ryan's point, this could all be a major swerve. Um, but if it's not, I'm just interested in seeing sort of where this goes next, right? Because you would assume MJF wins this title. Now he's going to be in some sort of feud with um, with the firm. And the next match we get is, you know, a firm member in this eliminator tournament. So we'll talk about that in a second. But you would you would assume if that's where they're going, it's got to be related to this. Right. Because who else in the firm would it be besides like Ethan Page? It's not going to be either one of the the guns. It's not going to be Morris, William Morrissey Jr. You know, who else? Who else is it going to be? So. Listen, either way, I thought it was a nice uh, it was a nice vignette. Uh, Kate, uh, why is your friend Stokely Hathaway so mean? And do you uh, two things? Do you dick ride without a license like uh, Stoke says people do? And the only reason I'm asking, Kate, is I need to know if you are committing the worst crime you can commit. And second of all, if this is the type of company you keep, I, you know, I am questioning the company I keep with you, Kate. That's all I'm saying. Well, you should definitely definitely be doing the second, regardless of okay. that. Uh, you, I don't understand why people would keep company with me, but um, I, I'm not fully licensed, but I do have a dick riding permit, so I'm it's it's legal. Like I'm I'm good. Um, just not fully certified, so I'll get there. Uh, I'll get there. But this was I actually really liked the way this was filmed. Like it was really short, but like. They clearly took their time to make sure it looks good and was like a well-produced vignette. I think it's a really interesting story either way. Like, I think if the firm is in his corner and they're going to help him fend off people during his title reign, that's awesome. If it's a way to get Morrissey and Ethan Page over, I think that's awesome too. Um, There's just a lot of stuff you could do with a, a heel or a tweener MJF reign. Like, if Ricky Starks wins the breakout tournament, my God, like a face Starks versus a heel MJF for an opening bout, uh, a mirror return into that picture. Like there's a lot of fun ways you can go, but I think we've seen MJF and henchmen so many times that that story, not that it's run out, but I feel like just kind of has a little less juice than it might otherwise. So I would prefer to see MJF kind of stand on his own a little bit and Ethan Page get to do things more actively um but i i i don't think there's a wrong call in that situation but i thought the vignette was fun my twitter timeline blew up with uh dick riding license jokes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. good time (laughs) as long i heard you're a dick riding offender and you don't have a license first of all you can't prove that they call me db cooper baby no one's ever caught me and no one ever will 
I commit my crime. I get in, get out, and get on my way. Four arrests. Never been arrested. Never been arrested. Okay. I paid a dollar ninety-nine actually, to look you up. It's actually, my... it's actually <laughs> Dr. Cooper, Dick Riding Cooper. You wish. And never been caught. Never gonna be caught. Okay. Then I guess and I, I never got never got caught neither. I guess I paid a dollar ninety nine to spy on them dot com for no reason. <laughs> you you sure did. You think they're gonna be able to find me? I am a master. A dick writing. Damn straight. Unlicensed dick writing. I've learned from the ancient wise men and women of dick writing. Legends. Okay. <clears throat> well, beyond the dick riding schlong, since you say you've never been caught and Kate's research says you've been arrested four times, do you have any problems with this promo? If I've been arrested four times, why am I not in jail? Exactly. No, this is perfect. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> it was perfect i loved this i still like I said i think it is a swerve coming i think there's just too much it's just i know it's so it's almost maybe too obvious that maybe they don't do this work because it's so obvious to work but i just can't see mjf working face like consistently he's just it's so against his character but well i'm okay with whatever they do as long as we sort out that i've never gone to jail someone with my name may have gone to jail for a crime of dick riding. Ryan Schlong. There are jail for dick riding. Shocker. But the captain. I know what the captain with, is. Okay. Ryan Schlong is an alias name? for the Schlong who is a dirty old man. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That person may have had my name and somehow. Their DNA became my DNA in the system, but I didn't go to jail. So, Jason Major raising a very good point, and you're having I go to jail thing by saying this is America and you're a Caucasian. That's a that's a very fair point. A very fair point. Hmm. Good point. Makes you think. Makes Dick you think. riding doesn't have the same issues as the rest of the crimes in this country. Dick riding is universally beloved and hated at the same time. Is dick riding anything like ghost riding? No, I never ghost ride that dick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just want to be sure. I'm just saying there's a written part of the exam and a physical part of the exam. So study up. There's definitely an oral exam. There is an oral exam as well, too. 20 points apiece. 20 point oral, 20 point physical, 20 point written. So don't forget to study. What? There's an essay portion. Be a responsible citizen. Get your dick riding license today. I, no. Again, I'm a, I'm a master criminal. Never going to get that license. I don't know where we're going with this anymore. I'm just going to push on. Because <laughs> um, I really actually want to talk about this. Eddie Kingston versus all, e all ego Ethan Page in the uh, AEW World Championship number one contender tournament first round match. Uh, so, um, Ethan page comes out with, uh, Stoke and William Morrissey, uh, in his corner, 
Uh, Eddie Kingston comes out with Ortiz in his corner, cutting through sort of to the middle of this match. Ortiz is, um, or I'm sorry, um, uh, the referee, Paul Turner, gets distracted by Stokely Hathaway. Ortiz is able to get Stoke to the back, uh, and that distracts Eddie a little bit. So um, uh, Eddie turns to give the back fist to the future. Paige ducks that, uh, and he's able to to turn the tide. Um, all ego Ethan Page does win by pinfall with the avalanche ego's edge. And Kate, here's my only question for you. Did Eddie Kingston lose this just so that later this year or later next year, he can win it, uh, win the championship at grand slam in his hometown of Flushing Queens, uh, New York, because that's been your thing from like day one. They're just doing this to give him the title at Flushing. Well, this year it would have made a whole bunch of sense. Um, if, the CM Punk drama didn't go down. Like, mm-hmm. to have Eddie be a transitional champion between CM Punk and MJF would have made a ton of sense to me. Um, so, that there would have been a booking opportunity if things mm-hmm. had gone right. Um, Kate, last time, question. I just wanted him to have a moment. I feel one like it's more. dumb that he's been on Rampage for two Grand Slams in a row. Kate, there is one question I need to ask. I forgot. I'm sorry. And then you can give finish your thoughts. Um, Eddie Kingston lost this match. Can you tell me what that makes him? Um, the non-winner. Oh, I'm sorry. Shlong, when you're done taking that long sip of water. The fucking loser. Oh, that's happy? the right answer. Okay. Are you happy? Yes. Stealing a Monday night gimmick. Stealing a stealing from the B show. Disgusting. Deplorable. I just wanted you to hear him say he's a fucking loser. Um I knew wrong agreement that he's a fucking loser. No. He's booked to lose, but he'll never a loser in my heart. That's my that's my M. That's my perennial M of my FMK that you're talking about. <laughs> no, it's not. He's the M? Occasionally, when there's a gas except when there's a gas can involved, and suddenly he gets up to the uh, to the F. Well, that's because you guys took Peter Avalon in the mix. (laughs) Peter Avalon's there; he's my forever F. Um, the I thought the match was good. We're getting real fucking lazy about this ref shit, though. They've got to figure out different ways uh, to to have matches be protected without making your refs look stupid every time. And I also felt like this kind of made Ortiz look stupid. Like Stokes, the great manager, Ortiz could have easily beat the shit out of him. Like this, that spot should not have gone on that long. Like Stokely distracting the ref should be a thing for like a second and a half before Ortiz is jumping him. Like that seemed so, un, uh, like obvious and demonstrative. Uh, but I loved the match. I'm the right guy won. Like Eddie Kingston coming back was gonna get a huge pop. Let him move on to something that is. He's in a story story. right now. Mm -hmm. He's in a story right now about the refs. That's why they did it this way. He's they're still telling that story. That's a fucking dumb story. Having competent refs is a dumb story. Um, He should be in a story with referees. Shouldn't be in a story with referees. He should be in a story with a talent like. Of anyone who doesn't need that help in all of AEW, it's the guy that can deliver a promo that 
literally on a cookie and make it interesting, right? Like a fucking waste of talent and time. Um, so that's really, really dumb. Uh, I like that Ortiz came out with him. That was nice. Uh, but the right guy won. Like Ethan Page and Ricky Stark should probably be your finals for this, I think. Um, and either side of that is really interesting, whether they choose to do something with MJF or not uh, alongside Ethan Page. So I think the tournament is short but fun, uh, which is how I believe Ryan describes himself on dating profiles. Ooh. First of all, I'm 5'10". I'm not that short. I was not time. Well, no, because short, short may be fun. Absolutely not for them. <laughs> so there's, there's just no reason I'm gonna lie to start. Ethan Page, like Kate said, Ethan Page needs this. His story is more important right now. Eddie Kingston can take a million losses and always just come back. He's just that guy. I, agree, I actually agree. I don't like the story they're telling with him, but that is the story they're telling with him. That he has got anger issues and he's mad at the refs. Ortiz is like, at least right now, acting has his cool down. So I don't, I really hope they're not going into a feud between those two, but maybe. So, so we'll see. It, it, that, but Ethan Page looked great. I can't wait to see him in the finals against Ricky Starks. That's what we all want. That's what we all need. That's what we all deserve. Well, and, and this is something I want to bring up for discussion too, because I feel like um I feel like I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social and in other places like other, you know, news outlets and stuff where people are just like another fucking tournament. Okay, here's my thing. How many times do we talk about I want to see this guy on TV, I want to see this guy more involved. They're fucking doing it with this. We say, how many times I need to see more Ethan Page? He's on TV tonight. He won. He's moving on. We're going to see him again. You know, Ricky Starks, we want to see more of him on TV. He's going to be on TV. He's going to win and move on, right? Like, I mean, I hope so. But, you know, he's going to win and move on. I love on. tournaments. I, I mean, but this is how you pull in the talent that you say, I need to see more of them on TV. Like I yes get and it. No, though it, it has, I, I love tournaments. So I'm never complaining uh, about, I, I like what new Japan does. I think there should be tons of tournament based stuff, but they have done three tournaments in a very short amount of time, but it's because of the circumstances. They had no choice, but to do that no. with the championship and the trios titles. Right. So, right. I have no yeah. That's and, and the, well, and the trios thing, they did that to, I guess, sort of solidify who the trios are in the company, right? So, like, you need to sort of build your division, quote unquote. So, and you're going to do that to figure out who's going to get crowned the first champion, right? Um, I do agree that with some of the other tournaments, it's a circumstance, maybe, of, or, or sort of a, an issue of circumstance. But, if you're not also if you're also taking a break from the rankings and not yeah. making that big a deal out of it, what other way are you going to determine sort of on a major scale and pull in some of the younger talent on the stories and do it with the tournament? And this isn't an 18 week tournament. You know, it's a short bracket. So, yeah, again, I I don't have complaints about it, but it is. They have gone to that playbook a lot. Like, you should have more than one way to get this much talent on your television. But I love tournaments. So, no complaints for me. Well, the interesting thing we'll see is to be is to see how the other 
matches will sort of shake out, right? So Friday night we have uh, Bandito versus Roosh. Um, that's on the same side as the Ethan Page, Eddie Kingston. So the winner of that will face Ethan Page. On the other side of the bracket, you have Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks. So Starks has a major hill to climb. Then you have Brian Cage versus Dante Martin. That is another, you know, major match. Now, if you ask my opinion, Brian Cage has done everything he needs to do to sort of move on in this tournament. Right. So I anticipate him getting through the first round. It'll be interesting because we we expect it to be Starks versus Ethan Page in the final. Right. So that would be another interesting story to to put here. Right. If Ricky gets past Lance Archer and then he's got to get past Brian Cage, what shape is he going to be in for a final? Right. So he's going to have to show a lot. And that would make him a huge baby face. I mean, bigger than he is now going into a final. And then Ethan Page versus, I mean, God, it doesn't matter to me, Bandito or Roosh. That match will fucking rule. Uh, so I'm excited for this tournament. And I think the first match tonight was pretty good. The distraction stuff, though, does worry me a little bit. I'm like, we're going to do that already? You know, yeah. like, I just, I kind of hope they take a, a break on that. I also think if you wanted to set up Lance Archer and Cage out of this tournament as an ROH program, if they do get there, that could be something that's really, really fun. Like Lance, Brian Cage has looked so much better than he has against other opponents when he's against these bigger dudes since he's come back that like, I think Lance Archer could be a really, really fun uh, program for him to to move on to. And also, like, same deal with Rush and Bandito. Like, I think the story is going to be between the two of them more than it is whichever one of them wins and goes on to, to face Ethan Page. So if you're looking at tournaments doing the job that they should do of setting up additional stories as well as having stakes, uh, I, I think this is a great a great use of, of talent in brackets. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I like who they pick to be in this tournament and the stories that you tell out of it, especially for somebody like Ricky Starks. He's got to get past Lance Archer first. You know, that's a major babyface move, right? He's got to over, you know, David's got to slay Goliath. And then essentially he's going to have to do it again unless they decide to push Dante Martin, which I wouldn't mind that either. But I feel like Cage is going to earn the right to move past the first round. So. We'll see what happens in the next match. Um, we do go to a Roosh interview backstage with the Dark Order, uh, and they were requested to be there. Jose is still trying to get Ten to defect. He's willing to offer him the first shot, the title shot against Roosh, when Roosh inevitably wins the tournament and the title. So Roosh tells him to think about it because he doesn't give any second chances, and that's when John Silver calls him a Roosh bag, uh, and has to Amazing. be just Amazing. fantastic. Uh, and I think uh, I think on Twitter pressed uh, or 10 said, uh, I guess I have to, you know, root for Roosh now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, stop being a Roosh bag, Ryan. Uh, I don't know if anybody has to add anything uh, to this, but no, that uh, me tremendously. Roosh yeah, bag. just a nice a nice wrinkle to this sort of story they're trying to tell where Andrade wanted uh, 10 to defect. And hey, where's Andrade? Uh, so now we're just going to slide Roosh into that. Hold on a second. I got to stop. I know. Usually... Jason Major, I'm only tw- 24. And what in the Kentucky Fry Fuck is David and Goliath? David and Goliath is one of the most famous biblical stories ever told. Your age 
does not def- mean you shouldn't know this. It's like literally one of the most go-to statements in everything. It's used in politics. It's used in sports. It's used in everyday life. Goliath. Big. David. Small. David beat Goliath. Yeah. I'm yeah, it's used in, in, in wrestling a lot as well. It's Old Testament, Jason, so Jewish doesn't help you there. It's in your Torah. No, and it's also it's referenced a lot, so that's something that you should know. But it just means like big guy versus small guy, essentially. So moving on, um, we go uh, back to the ring, and Davari is there offering to sell um, his butler, uh, VSK, uh, to Wardlow for the TNT Championship. That way they save both the, the time and the trouble of having a match. Well, unfortunately, Wardlow sends VSK flying through the ropes. Davari's begging him off. He tries to, you know, uh, tries a kick. He gets headbutted unconscious. That's when we get the big lariat. The orchestra starts to play. Wardlow wins by pinfall with the powerbomb symphony to retain the championship. But the real story is post-match. That's when Wardlow calls out powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs answers the call, says they're doing, uh, uh, and uh, says they're doing this on his time. And Wardlow says that the title is his and will always be his. And for that matter, he's going to take every title in the company. Well, Samoa Joe doesn't like that very much uh, and was standing behind Wardlow. So Samoa Joe decides to crack uh, Mr. Mayhem over the head with the Ring of Honor World Television Championship and proceeds to choke out Wardlow with the Kakina Clutch. So the initial thinking is this was all a ruse. This was Powerhouse Hobbs setting it up. Uh Uh-uh. Powerhouse Hobbs is heard saying he'll see uh, Samoa Joe too, and he'll still kick his ass. So apparently this this isn't an agreement, or at least that's not what they're leading us to believe at this moment. This was not an agreement that Hobbs and Samoa Joe made. Samoa Joe is turned on Wardlow. Guys, uh, what do we think about this? Kate, let's go to you first since Schlong is arguing in the chat about the Bible uh, or something like that. Uh, Kate, do you like this? I didn't think they were going to sort of split up Warjo that soon. Uh, I do and I don't. First of all, shout out to Ryan for uh, arguing about the Bible in the chat because the PC police aren't going to control us. You know what I mean? That's right. Uh, yeah. second- <laughs> That's a joke from the commercial break mm-hmm. I don't, we don't do sure. that for real um okay. i like it and i don't like it uh i i don't understand the point of what this tag run was you could have just gotten here a different way then uh i feel like both of the titles being wrapped up in this is silly however i did think we were going to get here eventually i this caught me off guard which is refreshing i feel like a lot of times you normally I guess because we were building to to Hobbs first, I thought it would have come like a little bit down the the road. But I, this actually caught me off guard. I feel like these splits are so telegraphed a lot of times that this was really nice. Um, I also think I really like Samoa Joe working heel. I just think he's so much fun. I I like rooting for him too, but like Samoa Joe as a heel is just a gold mine to me. Having Eddie Kingston as a face and Samoa Joe as a heel. 
is like some of the most ideal positioning of people in the company <laughs> to me. So I love that. I think he just does some, some real magic on the mic as a heel. So I think that could be a ton of fun. And I also like that it feels like Wardlow did something to cause this outside of like Samoa Joe having a masterminded plan, right? Like Wardlow said he's coming for every belt in the company and then that pissed Samoa Joe off and Samoa Joe got pissed off and did what he did. So I like that it wasn't like, I had it all along. Like, I think he was like, hey, we were supposed to be in this together. We didn't win tag gold together. And now you're just going after every title in the company. That kind of includes the one I have. So I really, really liked um, what they ended up doing. I just don't like that you had two titles that were singles titles caught up in this whole mess. Like, I feel like there were much easier routes you could have taken to get here. But Samoa Joe, work and heel, going after Wardlow, I'll take it. I'll take it. And if this turns into a triple threat with Hobbs, I think that's also really good because Hobbs has grown so much. But, like, being in the ring with someone as veteran as Samoa Joe, I think is probably a very healthy situation for him to be. So, we'll see. I'll say this. We probably also should have seen this coming because when this is the – Shirt you get in the crate this month. That is definitely a heel looking Samoa Joe. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Look, I can be like, I can pretend I'm Matt. Oh, I'm Samoa Joe, brother. <laughs> yeah, if you turn off the lights, you would look just like his uh. creepy ass mask. <laughs> uh, so, first of all, our chat is getting way too heady for me. Uh, we're talking about Judeo-Christian yeah, mythology. Yeah, come on. Fucking quarter of one almost. We're, we're talking about dick riding without a license. Cool it. Well, let's, that's a very uh, serious matter. Let's do it. Riding my pony. Shalong, what do you think about uh, all this? Uh, I mean, the match was what it was. I know you enjoy seeing was. VSK. But, I mean, uh, I, you knew the, uh, the, the, the only thing is the split... Had, it was a surprise, but you kind of knew it was coming only based off last week. Like mm-hmm. they did not let this, unlike most of their turns, this one was not like played out. It was like hint done. Kate Smojo is just a better heel than he is face. He's a killer. He works so much better in that role. So while I'm with Kate, this isn't necessarily how I would have done it in this order. The end result is what I want, which is a, with heel Samoa Joe just wrecking shit. You know, what was also interesting is after Rampage went off the air, the final go home word was Samoa Joe. And they were, you know, I think they got jumped right at the end, <coughs> excuse me, on a Friday. So, um, you know, Joe grabbed the mic and was, you know, basically calling people out. And they led you to believe maybe this breakup wasn't coming because he said something like, you know, uh, you know, Warjo, you know, you fuck with this, you got to mess with Warjo or whatever. You know what I mean? So like they, they were sort of hammering home, like that this is going to go on for some time to the live craft. So, um, you're also you know, already it, teasing a split with Swerve in their glory too. So I feel like you don't want to overlap the timing yeah. too much, but I think it's a means to an end to get to a triple threat match at full gear, to be honest. And then Ryan's going to be happy because it's going to be big, meaty men slapping meat. Hell yeah. And I think if you want to put the title on Hobbs, you can protect. Um, you could just have Hobbs pin 
Samoa Joe in the process. You know what I mean? Like you can protect yeah. Wardlow really, really well if the plan is to take the title off of him. Yeah, and if they do take the title off Wardlow, I don't have an issue with it because then, I mean, he's got two feuds he can jump straight into. He can go to Samoa Joe, maybe even vie for that Ring of Honor TV title, uh, or he can just continue his feud with Hobbs because, you know, the story could be like, you didn't pin me. 100%. Samoa Joe. So let's get this back on. Um. So I, I don't have a problem with any of this. I, I liked it. And it was a little bit of a surprise. Like I really, like I said, I didn't think I, I saw the seeds being planted. I didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. So it was nice to get a little bit of a surprise. Uh, all right, guys, moving on. This is a segment that Ryan is very high on Jade Cargill and her baddies are interviewed by Renee Paquette. And she says she's sick of Nyla parading around her title and she's going to handle things Friday in Boston on Rampage. Uh, but they did announce that uh, at full gear, we're going to get a match for the title between uh, Jade Cargill and uh, Nyla Rose. Here's my only fear, guys. Nyla Rose in a huge spot at a pay-per-view is always a fucking loser. So do we want to see this yet again? I mean, this story has been entertaining when they do something with Nyla, uh, like I think it was Friday night or maybe on one of the darks. I can't remember. Um, she won and then they held up a sign. It was like 108 and O, you know, so they're, they're playing to the Jade streak thing, which I think is, is funny and it's working, but I'm just very nervous about this, right? Like another big match. Nyla's going to lose. Do we think Nyla's going to be the one to take this title and give Jade her first loss? Like, no. So what's the point? I'm hoping for somebody comes back, either Red Velvet or Layla Hirsch. I think Chris would be too early, but she's also evidently a fucking beast and just works extremely hard to come back from injury very early. So that's my hope. And or that we get a Nyla face turn out of it. I think it seems like people know that like she just doesn't need Vicky and this is a heel on heel feud. So maybe Vicky costs her and she's done with Vicky or something like that. You know, I, I think if there's some evolution for one of them out of it, that would be a good thing. Uh, but otherwise I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, unfortunately that should probably be in your buy-in slot if nothing major is happening there. Um, and you should leave the other women's matches that will come out of this, which will be Soraya and Britt. You might have to do that anyway, just based on the caliber of the other stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I hear you. It's like they build up Nyla to be this monster. She's she's Lady Lance Archer. It's the same mm -hmm. thing, right? Huge spots, intimidating beast, always loses. So I'm with you. Nyla's going to lose. That sucks. But I'm enjoying the story. And that doesn't suck. So I'm just trying to enjoy the ride. I mean, I, I think she's hilarious. I think this has been the best thing that's ever happened to her because it's letting her be her. But she's going to lose. And that sucks. Because I And it's not... Again, I like Jade. It's not even a knock on Jade. It's just that run has become boring. It, it's If you look... Any run that goes too long starts to become boring. But it, It's especially a problem when there's nobody to feed her anymore. Like she's And when you're undefeated. Right. Because when you're undefeated, it means losing 
has more than just losing the belt. It's whoever breaks that streak. Like that's a big fucking deal. The way they've hyped her up. So it can't just be someone we don't expect because what are we doing here? So, but it's not going to be Nyla, but I do think this still has overall been good for Nyla because it's allowed her to show her personality, which is hilarious. I saw someone in the chat, Michael, damn it. Uh, Goldberg was boring too because of his streak. Actually, I agree. I mean, I've heard Kevin Ashton interviews being like, you had to get him away from the streak. Like the streak is bad because now you can't, you not just who's taking the belt. It's who's breaking this big deal. Like it's a, it's just too much. They need to get, get, I don't, I don't know who it is. I mean, you could have a returning Ruby Soho at some point too, because she's been gone because of the broken uh, arm. It'll so be there's, Chris there's... and it'll be at like 50 and oh, it's just, they should have just done, they should have just strapped up Athena, I think. Well, they're doing something interesting with Athena right now. So that's been fun. They are, but I just feel like this rain's been over for a while and they're waiting. I think they're really waiting for Chris Statlander to come back. And that's until then, we're just like in this whole holding pattern. Well, luckily, we have two TBS champions. That's true. That's a very good point. But they they did miss the boat. They should have let Athena take that title off her. They really did. Athena was a big deal coming in. That was the big, you know, one of her first big matches. They should have done it. And, and she's looked they... great. Like she's looked so good in the ring. She's everything yeah. I wanted from the TBS champion. Every match she would have would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too here is I know because we were talking about the possibility of Nyla face turning. Um, I don't even think it has to be something like Nyla pushes away Vicky uh, because now they've put Marina Shafir around her. They could have Marina turn on Nyla, right? Like, let's say she loses this match. Marina turns on Nyla and Vicky explains it is every time you're in this position, you lose, you know, so we're done with you, you know, find your own road or whatever. And now we have a whole thing between Marina and Nyla and Nyla can come out being the face. She doesn't have to have, turn. Or you could just have Nyla continue to pick on the, the, the heels and she just comes is a face by default because everyone she's fucking with is a heel. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying if you want to have an, you know, like a real turn, right? Nyla doesn't have to turn on Vicky. Nyla could get turned on and then the job's done for her, you know, and you get hopefully Marina would push herself up to be, you know, a little more elevated in the division because she's still sort of like in this whatever place. And Kyle K. Sparks bring up a good point. He says the TBS title feels like a moment where Tony Khan struggles to redirect when outside factors affect presumed booking plans, which is definitely a weakness of Tony Khan. He definitely gets locked into this was my plan. And sometimes that's a benefit where like you don't make spur of the moment decisions that can would fuck you if you just had some patience. But sometimes it's like you have to adjust because the length of time is too long now. Yeah, you got going yeah, hand. Yeah, if Chris was going to be out a, a month, okay, you can delay a month. But when you're talking most of the year, you, you can't. You have to change your plans. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, I think the time to do it was was Athena. I think they missed that that mark in a big way. It it really should have been Athena's moment. Just let her have it. Give her the title. Jade 
could still be on TV and you could still build her into stories trying to get this title back. Maybe it doesn't happen, but you don't have to have her go on this massive losing streak, right? She takes one loss and then continues to sort of work back to it. Or you could have even put her in a picture for the title at some point, you know, um, before, you know, like Thunder Rosa got hurt. That could have been a built in thing like fuck that title. I'm too good for it anyway. I'm going for the the you know, championship. So I don't know. It just seemed like a whole, a whole mess, but what's not a mess is the face to face that happened, uh, with Tony Schiavone, uh, uh, with Britt Baker and Soraya for the in ring interview. So both ladies get introduced and Soraya wanted to speak to Britt face to face. And she knows everybody's wondering if she's cleared or not. And a couple of weeks ago, They took x-rays and CT scans. And unfortunately for Brit, Soraya is 100% cleared. AEW is her house. She does get emotional uh, because she's probably been dying for this for a very long time. So Brit asked her, uh, asked if there's anything more fickle than an AEW fan. She asked if Soraya even knows how to do this anymore. And she's been coming after her since the day she got here. Why? She thinks she's got it. Britt built AEW from the ground up until it became a fortress that wrestlers know superstars like Soraya wanted to move into. Um, and she's damn proud of that, but the pride turns into resentment quickly. And she has the audacity to skip in here and say it's her house because she didn't lay a single brick. Britt gets it. Saray is obsessed with her because she's everything she wishes she could have been. And if she thinks that's not true, she left her house and walked into Brits. Um, Brit says they don't take walk-ins. So bitch, make an appointment. Oh, snap. Doctor talk. Bam. And Saraya <laughs> says that Brit's only been in her business for three years. She doesn't know what it takes to be a superstar. Saraya's traveled up and down the UK and over Europe for free because she loves the business. She got hit by a car and wrestled the same day. She handled resume. She handled uh, handled resumes uh, for promoters and got turned down for being a woman. And Brit has no idea what it takes to make it. She's been making revolutions since before. Uh, wrestling was even a twinkle in Britt Baker's eye. She's done MSG, the O2, and the Tokyo Dome, and now she's in front of this ungrateful bish. And Britt doesn't know what it takes. She's been humiliated. Uh, Soraya says she's been in, humiliated in front of millions of people, uh, likely talking about her leaked porn videos, uh, and had her addictions exposed uh, live. And she's given her career and her neck for the business. And Baker doesn't have a clue, but there's another opportunity handed to her on a silver silver platter. This is going to be Soraya's comeback story and the biggest match of Brit's career at full gear. And that's when Brit goes to attack as Soraya leaves, but she's able to duck and catches uh, Brit Baker with the DDT or whatever her finisher's called. I don't remember. The, was the, the rampage so i don't know what it's called now and i don't think commentary did either yeah <laughs> they were like and, it, and there's saraya doing what she does best <laughs> right right so um so uh then she says this is my house and you know it's a celebration so guys 
full gear will get Soraya's return and her in-ring debut for AEW against Britt Baker. Um, you know, it's exciting. I think we all obviously knew that this was coming, right? Like they're not going to sign her without her being somewhat cleared to go. Um, but it's a, it's emotional for her. You could tell she got choked up just saying I'm cleared to wrestle because I think it's been pretty public that she wanted to wrestle again in the, in the E and they wanted no part of it. They said never again. She's, she's too much of a risk. And if there's one thing we've seen, I guess, from AEW, it's that if there are these wrestlers who've had these problems, Brian Danielson, um, they make sure they're clear. Danielson's been cleared, good to go. And I'm assuming they've taken all the precautions with Soraya as well. So it'll be interesting to see her back in the ring. I'm sure she's been working at it very hard. Uh, So this will be a lot of fun. Um, And I think it will be one of the bigger matches of the night. I think it has sleeper match potential written all over it. Kate is nodding. Kate has been highly critical and vocal of this women's division, but we've also all sort of been vocal about what we hope Soraya brings here. Kate, just having this now confirmed, what are your initial thoughts? Well, your rundown was obviously the first that I heard, because uh, I was in the bathroom. Oh, that's right, bathroom. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for recapping it, just mm-hmm. reacting off the top of my head as I, I was in the bathroom. Uh, no, this is this is all so encouraging when you think about where we were at Grand Slam and where we are now. So many stories being built out. And here you have one that's a real, I mean, a true, like, extremely high caliber match. Very high stakes. Um, not stakes, like, title-wise, but, like, from a recognizability standpoint and stuff uh, in the women's division and nowhere near a title like this is a an extremely well-built non-title feud it's exciting um and there's just all of a sudden they've just been telling very normal logical stories we saw a tag match on friday and two singles competitors were on there tonight right so um all of the simplistic changes that we've been rooting for self extremely vocally obviously and you guys as well like seem to be coming into play in a more sustainable way. I think this is awesome. I think Hater and Tony Storm is also going to be great, but it was also just really nice to see a very, what I felt like was a really strong promo segment to hype up this match. I think when Soraya's initial like debut on the mic did not go great and there was some confusion around like, what is she here to do? Is she... Uh, a conduit of some sort. Is she here to wrestle today? She said she's a hundred percent cleared. So getting clarity around what she's doing here. And this, I thought her promo was awesome. Her talking about her contributions to the business, all the real life stuff she'd been through. I thought Britt did really well too. I thought she handled this great. Um, and it made me want to see the match It promoted the match. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, I love it. I think you're right. I think this has a potential to be a show stealer. Uh, and it's, you know, Paige was injured and and uh, taken out of commission. WWE tried with her again, and then she pretty much immediately got injured again, and they said, we're not taking that risk. She's worked really, really hard, from my understanding, to come back, and she did say 100% clear today. So uh, I think it's going to be an all-out match. We saw Shibata come back from a brain bleed, right? So um, I'm just happy for her that she gets to rewrite her own 
career from here on out. Like that's a, that's an awesome thing for her. So I thought this was great. I thought she sounded really good on the mic and I thought Britt did well and nice to have a very compelling non-title feud going on. Wow. There's substantive stories going on in the title feuds as well. An A, B, and C storyline. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pose this before, because <clears throat> I want Ryan's take, but I also want to put this out there. Kyle K. Sparks put it in the chat. He says, I don't like the idea of Soraya talking about how Britt, Baker, uh, Britt quote, doesn't know how to be a star, uh, end quote, when she's been the biggest AEW women's star for the better part of th- two years. Kind of buries the promotion. I hear what you're saying, Kyle, but my take on this is uh, in this promo, she very clearly sort of stated everything you've gotten was handed to you. I had to work for it. So that's sort of how I would delineate it, not sort of burying the promotion, but burying basically her work ethic. I don't know. And Britt opened the door on direct there, right? Like she Mm -hmm. had said wrestler and then she said, I mean, superstar or whatever. And I think that opened the door for Soraya to not only was that WWE, but I think she, her point was I've been all over the world. This is your, the only place you've ever been. I know what it takes to be a global force in wrestling when you are not global force, uh, (laughs) when you've only been here and you've been like the very real life criticism is she's Tony Khan's golden girl. Right. So I I think it was a good thing to lean into, but I, I understand uh, where Kyle's coming from with that. What's your thought on that, Ryan? And then obviously this whole promo. Uh, I think it's very clear, very carefully selected that they said the word superstar, obviously for the dig at WWE, but also to kind of be like, people, you know, you can't don't look down on me because that's what I was. You have no idea what it took for me to be that level. I think that was, listen, it wasn't perfect for her to, against Britt, no, but it reestablished all that, you know, Soraya, Soraya has gone through to be at that level. Um, now what I think you're going to see is Brit come back next week or wherever with her response, which is going to show all the hardships that Brit has been through, but you had to let Saray lay in the first one. Cause this was her, like, don't you dare look down on me type deal. Cause I think people, and also kind of a reminder of like what she's done and how long she's been around. Cause then, you know, you don't want people to forget all like she wasn't just WWE. She was from the time she was a teenager and she was Billy Starks before there was Billy Starks. Like she was a teenager working the Indies and doing all that. So you want people to know that the promos were, this is great. I mean, I'm not, there's no one like this is selling a great feud. Perfect first feud for Saray. I said, I saw someone online thinking, saying they think, uh, I forget who it was. They think that, uh, Soraya should put over Britt, and I disagree. Soraya needs to come out win. Britt doesn't need the the win, and it's kind of weird that Britt is older than Soraya. Well, like, it just feels weird to retire at twenty four or something. She was so young when she had to yeah. retire. It's yeah, sad. it's just it's just crazy when you think about it. Like she's thirty. She has a long if 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 she can keep things going, she's a good long career ahead of her. Like, yeah. Well, either way, it was a huge uh, announcement for the full gear card tonight, and I thought it was a a pretty good promo uh, in the ring, and you got to see a little bit more, again, out of Soraya tonight, hitting a a major wrestling move, not just doing a little bit of brawling outside of the ring. So we'll see what happens in two weeks, or like a week and a half at this point, at, uh, at full gear. Should be interesting. 
But guys, then when they throw it backstage to something that happened earlier, they basically show that uh, Sanjay Dutt is paying Cole Carter for the help last week. QT Marshall takes his cut and says next time it'll be half off. That's when Danhausen and the best friends come up. They yell at Lee Johnson for ruining Danhausen's Halloween and hanging out with the hat people. And QT tries to goad Orange Cassidy into giving Lee a title match, and Orange Cassidy accepts without any sort of fanfare. He just goes, okay. And that's pretty much that. And then Trent Beretta says he wants to fight Jay Lethal, so that's happening tonight. Um, and then uh, we get Jay Lethal versus Trent Beretta. Jay gets the jump on Trent coming down the ramp, trying to take out the knee. Um, and then getting through the match, um, we have... Uh, we have Dan Housen uh, and um, Sexy Chucky T come down to sort of even things out because uh, we've got Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt ringside. Uh, Dan Housen uh, tries to, uh, you know, uh, get Sanjay Dutt to stop interfering. Satnam Singh gets up and Dan Housen starts to curse him and then turns and punches uh, Sanjay Dutt right in the yam bag. <laughs> And that's when Singh knock, knocks him off the apron. Lethal takes advantage of the distraction, and we get Jay Lethal winning by pinfall with the lethal injection on Trent. And as they're heading back up the ring, Tony Schiavone interviews the heels. Sanjay Dutt takes the mic, tells him to shut up and sit down. And then he said he promised a huge surprise last week, and he delivered with his good friend Jeff Jarrett. That's when we get Jeff Jarrett, J-E, ha, double F coming down, grabs the mic and says that over uh, a million views, uh, after over a million views of his debut, the question is why is he there in AEW? Well, when a friend calls, a friend shows up and that's exactly what he did. And they put a plan together that they started last week. And he, he goes through why he's connected to everybody. He says he knows lethal because he signed him to his first contract. He's got wins over flair sting and a grand slam champion in ring of honor. So he knows everyone because he's a fucking carny who grabs hey, Kate, bags. Let me, every let me get through it, Kate. Come on, let me get through it. Don't don't rain on Jeff Jarrett's parade. He wouldn't rain on yours. What do you think him being on my television is? It's not raining on your parade. He's just telling everybody how he's connected to these guys. Come on. Um, my parade. Oh no. But also a, a nice subtle reminder in here. Grand Slam champion in Ring of Honor, Jay Lethal. Maybe you get to see Jay Lethal versus Chris Jericho at some point uh, if he retains going towards uh, final battle. You know, Jericho's been doing the uh, destruction of Ring of Honor. Just food for Yeah, thought. they're both heels, though. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Jericho's just trying to destroy the history of, of Ring of Honor, so... He just wants to uh, take anybody out. He also says uh, Sanjay has a high IQ. I think 181 IQ. They've taken promotions uh, all over the globe together. And Satnam is a legit 7-5 giant, no make-believe monster in red skinny jeans in the banana nose circus. <laughs> this guy is one in a billion, the only player in the history of the NBA to be born and bred in India. And he then calls out Darby Allen and Sting. And a crew member interrupts, uh, and Jeff Jarrett tells him never to wind him up, never to count him down. Um, and he continues to challenge uh, on dynamite, on full gear, doesn't matter. And that's when the the uh, 
guy doesn't leave. So Jeff Jarrett chases him with his guitar down the ramp. I guess the guy gets away somewhere. Uh, it was a little awkward. That one. I thought he was for sure going to smash him over the head with a guitar. I'm like, just do it. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. But didn't happen. Fucking uh, guitar so, blue balls. See, now Kate Schlong, isn't this hilarious? Now Kate wants to see the guitar smash. She says she's got blue balls. Oh, look at this. The only thing worse than Ryan in that hat is Howdy. Jeff Jarrett smashing his guitar. And the only thing worse than Jeff Garrett smashing his guitar is feigning that he's going to smash the guitar and not doing it. Who's Jeff Garrett? Jeff Gary. All right, Schlong, we know what Kate's thoughts are on this. She Who just... cares what Satnam Singh's IQ is? He can't wrestle. It he wasn't Satnam Singh. It was Sanjay, first of all. You yeah, got the wrong person. Tell us about oh, Sanjay. sorry. It was probably the fact that I wasn't listening, because who fucking cares? Ryan, I don't first know all, about you. Howdy. Howdy, Ryan. Howdy. I, don't, I don't know about you, Ryan. That comes off a little racist. Sounds like Kate's saying anybody of Indian <laughs> descent so. all the same. Sounds like Kate is saying she doesn't give a fuck about what Jeff Jarrett is saying. <laughs> I, I, I firmly normally I wouldn't would jump on the racist train, except I firmly believe Kate did just mute her television during this entire segment, um, and was doing reading the captions to me like what? So my opinion on all this potness is that don't say it like Eddie long- Kingston. Don't fucking don't insult me. Don't insult Eddie Kingston. Yeehaw! Wrong cowboy. You can say partner. You can't say partner. Listen, partner. If I I I want Jeff Jarrett, he gets this one initial run for his match against Sting, and that's it. I want him off after that. I'm not thrilled about this one, but okay, you get this one, and then you're done. If he continues to be a presence, I have an issue with it. I don't want him on my TV regularly. Fucking cares. I think I know Kate loves to run a gimmick match at the pay-per-view. That's it. They just need to get Sting out there at the pay-per-view. Remember how great Darby Allen versus MJF was? My little partner. She's so sad. She's just so sad. What are we doing? It's just a one-off match. That's it. It's a dumb. It's a dumb. We're riding. We're riding. All it means is we're gonna see. Jeff Jarrett maybe get hit over the head with his own guitar from Sting. And Sting will likely go oh, off the top rope. Oh, Lord. I don't know if I could take such an event. Let's move on to a new segment just because I can't handle this fucking version of Ryan. Oh, oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy, Kate. Please, Lordy. Please mute Scarlet of the South, Ryan. <laughs> I don't have that power. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, Lordy, Kate. Lordy. It's yeah, time you... for your ma- or no sky blue versus Jamie Hader. We're not even close it's, to that yet. It's oh time God. for your one women's match. We do get Jungle Boy Jack Perry interviewed with Renee Pecchetti. Tells Christian Cage he doesn't get to say when this is over, and he's only getting started. Uh, he has a challenge for Cage and Luchasaurus, and he wants to make it in front of uh, make it to their face Friday on Rampage. So we'll see. My guess it's going to be a full gear match. That no way that would never work. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Now Bold I can't even tell if Ryan's sleeping underneath that cowboy hat. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. So Friday night, we'll figure out what's next for uh, Luchasaurus and uh, and Jungle Boy. 
John Moxley makes his entrance to the ring with William Regal, says when he was like 25 or 26. Uh, when he met Regal full of piss and vinegar, no arthritis, he thought he had it all figured out and kept running his mouth. He wanted to be like William Regal, feared and respected, a top guy. So to prove himself, he tried to pick a fight with the villain. Uh, that didn't go well. Regal tortured him and brutalized him, and it pissed John off because it showed him where he was on the food chain and to grow and evolve and get his revenge. And when he got his rematch, he showed it. He knocked William out and tore his ear off with his knee. Uh, then Regal took him under his wing, told him, now the real work begins. Um, and a young MJF, whom Maxwell will face it, or Moxley will face it full gear, with the title on the line. Uh, he wrestled uh, MJF well over a year ago. He thought he had it all figured out then, so he beat the hell out of him and sent him packing. Now, all these months later, he's come back around for another shot. So the question is, what's going to be different this time? He seems to ha- he seems to be having an ex- existential crisis. So who is MJF? Dresses nice, puts on the air of somebody rich and successful, talks the talk of a big, big time pro wrestling champion. But Moxley is actually a multi time million uh, millionaire world champion, and he's not fooling him. Friedman likes to call himself a pillar, even though there's no weight on him. Uh, But when what's more amusing is that he likes to call himself the devil. Well, John seen the devil, met him, looked in his eyes. He's met some bad people in bad places and seen them do some bad things. And Max isn't that at all. He wants Friedman to fulfill his destiny and put the company on his back. But he's not worried about the walk and the talk. He wants to see what's in MJF's guts. He wants to uh, him to remember one thing at full gear. Everything he's done to this point has been easy. And that's it. So, uh, guys, listen. We saw the MJF promo earlier. This Mox promo is, again, building here. You know, we don't need to see Mox defending this title or wrestling every week. think it's smart he didn't wrestle this week. Hope he doesn't wrestle next week. Make sure he's good, you know, going into the main event on, you know, at full gear. But the promos, I mean, that just both these guys are pulling out, I think, are pretty fantastic. I had no problem with this. I love the way Moxley cuts his promos, and and he always hits on the same things, you know, the devil and blood and guts and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it works. It's the character, and it's this Moxley persona. So I don't have a problem with this. I thought it was great, and he did it live in front of the crowd. So no issues for me. I would like to go to my number one buckaroo, Ryan, for his, uh, y'all for are so his... kind, just so kind, y'all. Let's get your take, Ryan. What'd you think of the promo? Well, this was surely to me just, just wild, just a wild event. This man is wild now. Looks like he's just he's a he's a bucking bronco that needs to be broken. But that's just me. That's just me. I'm gonna point out. Terrible so southern accent. Terrible. It is getting away from you a little bit, Ryan. That's why I put on the Ryan hat for a second. <laughs> Ryan hat goes on to say his point. Notice that in John Moxley's story, that he kicked William Regal's ass the second time around, and he's calling MJF John Mo- himself that much earlier. So, uh oh, looks like MJF is going to kick John Moxley's ass the second time around. Now back to my hat, y'all. Oh, all right. Yeah, this was great. 
Uh, I think I loved Moxley being like, listen, young child, you're not the devil. I've seen the devil and you ain't it. That was a really nice extra piece of storytelling. Uh, and Regal being such an important part of the story, but not the center of the story, I think has been really good. So very much looking forward to this match. Well, we are a week and a half away, so I think this match is going to deliver. Uh, so keep an eye on full gear. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, guys, The we get another um, uh, video package of uh, of the Elite being erased. This time it's with the full gear sort of gear and clock imagery. Uh, so they're being erased from history yet again. Um, now we all, uh, Ryan's got the vapors apparently. Uh, the vapors. Oh Lordy, Lordy. We're almost at three hours. My, my only thing here is, uh, there have been some things in the rumor mill that while the plan is to have the elite return for a match for these titles at full gear. Uh, nothing is necessarily a hundred percent set in stone. So it would be surprising if after the video tonight, that that doesn't happen. Um, but you know, I don't know how much further we go with this unless they have to show up next week. They, they have to, if they're going to do this at full gear to me, you can't just have this cryptic erase thing and then just randomly have a championship max match against mystery opponents at full gear that has to be announced. Yeah. But the video is great. I thought the video was fantastic. Video is great. They're coming back at full gear. That's something people buy pay-per-views for. That's awesome. Kate, this match you skipped uh, because you were in the bathroom. Jamie hater versus sky blue. Didn't see a second. Um, What's that? Didn't see a second of it. Well, Tony Storm was in Blue's corner for the match. <laughs> um, you me? Let's cut to the end here. Uh, Jamie Hayter wins by pinfall with the ripcord lariat. And post-match, Hayter puts boots to Blue briefly before Tony chases her out of the ring. Uh, so we're, we're sort of just building to this match now. And Hayter gets her revenge on Sky Blue. Um... How about Cole Miner Schlong? Since you've gone, uh, since you didn't skip this match to go to the bathroom, what'd you think? Glad you picked up on the change in in, in personality. I am now Cole Miner. This is ah! this wrong promotion, a, uh, but it's okay. I was gonna say we could use your glove for a Halloween Havoc match. True. This was a a good match. I was actually pleasantly surprised with with what we got out of uh, Sky Blue. She's good. I just you know, she's still new. But this was a lot of fun. I, I like the story. I like the Jamie Hader, Tony Storm uh, rivalry right now. I'm I'm excited for it. So it's a good time. Now back to the mines. Uh Kate, I know you didn't see this match, but if you've read anything about it, any issues with this? From what I saw in GIFs online or whatever, uh no, this this was really good. Jamie Hader is great. She's uh I feel like she has something that's a little different to offer than a lot of the women in the women's division. So um, especially with Chris Statlander being out, I feel like she has the same kind of like stylistically is probably closest to her in that she's hard hitting more athletically built. I think Chris is maybe a little bit more versatile than her. Um, But 
overall like thought this was really good very much looking forward to her and tony storm i think like her at the two of them will just like styles wise match up really, really nicely. And whenever Tony Storm's been doing that like middle rope DDT thing, uh, <laughs> I feel like she can just really layer shit in against uh, against her. So that'll be really fun. Yeah, the uh, the title match at full gear will be a lot of fun. <clears throat> Again, personally, I don't think there's going to be a title change. I think they're just trying to get to Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm to unify those belts and then we'll move on. From whatever that is, and then maybe it becomes Jamie Hader's time somewhere down the line. But it is what it is, guys. We get two quick things. They hype up Brian Cage and Dante Martin on Rampage this week, so we'll see that match. And then the Murder Hawk is beating up Ricky Starks right in front of Alex Marvez ahead of their scheduled match. So again, as we were talking before about David versus Goliath, this is another thing Starks will have to overcome. Will he be 100% for their match after getting beat up by Lance Archer? Will he be a little gun shy because of Lance Archer taking it to him? Who knows? But either way, I'm enjoying what they're doing with Starkman Jones. Hell yeah. Starkman Jones. Guys, we are into our main event. Uh, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara, two out of three falls match. Um, so, um, we'll just sort of get through the match, right? And then we can, you can break down whatever you want to break down. But, um, Danielson wins the first fall by disqualification because Sammy throws or swings, I can't remember, a chair at Danielson's face. Uh, so he gets a disqualification and Danielson wins that first fall. Um, after that, um, Danielson gets taken to the timekeeper's table, uh, gets, uh, hit with the microphone, some overhead blows. Uh, you know, we go to a commercial Danielson's bleeding when they get back. Uh, and Sammy Guevara wins the second pinfall with the GTH to even things up at one to one. And as we sort of get through this last segment, um, Danielson is able to win the third and final fall by submission with the uh, arm trap LaBelle lock, winning the overall match two falls to one. Of course, the um, uh, the uh, action in this sort of third act of this match is pretty crazy. There's a poison Frankensteiner that gets pulled off. Busaiku uh, knee. You know, moonsault DDT. There's a lot of crazy shit that goes on in this third fall. Um, but either way, I feel like the few times they've done um, these two out of three falls matches, because they've done it like a few times to this point. They don't do it a lot. I like the way they structure their their two out of three falls matches. I think that logically when looking at the stories, you know, all the falls feel different. Um, and I like that when you do two out of three falls matches, because every segment feels like a different standalone match. Um, now, obviously, with two out of three falls, you always sort of see like, oh, will it go to three falls? It always inevitably does. One time, maybe I'd like somebody to throw a surprise in and just have this go two falls, you know, and somebody runs the table real quick. You're not real quick, but, you know, they run the table of the falls. But that's a that's picking nits. I thought this match was really good. Listen, as much shit as as Ricky or Ricky, as much shit as Sammy Guevara gets, 
uh, sometimes. Um, he's fucking good in the ring, man. He does some crazy shit. Right. Um, it's just when you hear the stories about him not liking taking stiff shots, you're like, come on, man, you know what business you're in. And uh, quite frankly, with Danielson, you're going to take a few stiff shots. So, um, Kate, you are a Danielson, um, I guess a Mark. You're not really a simp. Uh, you're a Danielson Mark. What'd you think of this match? Loved it. I, I feel like it was an important match for Sammy Guevara to have. Because uh, it showed... Like, I think everybody remembers the stunty stuff that he does, right? But he's also a really great pro wrestler. And I think this showed it really, really, really well. God, Danielson is watching poetry in motion. He's so fucking good. Uh, those elbow strikes coming out like three quarters of the way through a match just hit different. Like, laying your shit in that hard when you're already bleeding and exhausted is like, man, that is just such fun storytelling. Thought it was really well structured too. As soon as Tay got ejected, I think the outcome was—I think the outcome was clear from the beginning. But I felt like it was very clear. I thought she was very funny tonight in her ridiculousness. Um, I—I—it uh, I, was a great main event. All the falls made sense. Kind of in the same way I referenced it a little bit earlier that I feel like that MJF Darby Allen match on Full Gear two years ago. Um, was a really good showcase for who Darby Allen was as a wrestler and not a glorified stuntman. This match, I feel like did a, a good job of showing Sammy Guevara's wrestling side a little bit more. And I also just like the story here. Like Chris Jericho didn't come down at any point to try and help. Daniel Garcia has been MIA. Uh, why, if should he help Chris Jericho retain his title? If Jericho's not going to come down and help him beat Danielson, right? Like there's, there's a lot of things that Kate were productive in this loss for Sammy Guevara, which great pro wrestling should be productive for both sides. Right. Um, him looking like a more grounded wrestler, him showing his athleticism with it all still feeling very logical was important. And story-wise, I think this is really, really good. When I look at where the pillars are, I don't necessarily love it. Like MJF is obviously positioned well, but Darby Allen's doing a gimmick match. Sammy Guevara has been, a lackey and jungle boy's been caught up in the storyline for like eight months. It feels like, so I'm hoping that they get back on these better tracks. Cause I think Garcia and Starks who all also deserve prominent spots in the company are just like so far ahead of where they're at right now. So things like this, I think are really, really good for a guy like Sammy Guevara. You know, and just to your point before we get, uh, you know, Ryan two hats, uh, take on this. Um, you know, I'm with you on sort of where they have some of these other guys, right? Who are the quote unquote pillars. I'm hoping that things go the way we anticipated. MJF wins this title. He does go on a run. But my my hope is that this is the last pay-per-view of this year. We hit the reset button after this pay-per-view. You know, we get to the end of the calendar year and then we're into 2023 and we're going to start off with the new year smash or whatever they're calling it. The first show of the year, <clears throat> you know, we'll start to sort of kick off these new stories. And I think it's only natural that after you sort of moved on from somebody who's been the face of the promotion for the last year and a half, right. That now you move on to some of these newer guys with new feuds, with guys who are of the next generation, because this sure. would be your changing of the guard. Right. Um, yeah, we have winters coming still. So true. True. And we've got as, you know, 
Will they actually build to that, though? Who the fuck knows? Because sometimes they don't build to those gimmick uh, shows. They just kind of happen. And don't forget the other thing, too, is while we didn't necessarily see anything tonight, you know, it looks like House of Black is going to be on their way back. You know, like there are a lot of other things coming within the next calendar year that should hopefully inject some new blood into what they're doing. Hopefully Mox gets an extended period away, which won't be a bad thing. He can rest up, heal up. People won't forget about Moxley. We'll move on to other stuff. Stat will come back from injury. Ruby will come back from injury. Soraya just got here. You know, so there's a lot of stuff with the women going on. Maybe they introduce tag titles next year. So that's more infusion of stuff. Don't forget too, Ring of Honor uh, hopefully has something coming next year for TV. So more of this talent will move on to Ring of Honor. So I think what we'll be telling is moving past this pay-per-view into 2023 will be very telling for like what the future will hold for AEW and Ring of Honor and their stories. Like, so I hear what you're saying, Kate. I'm not discounting what you feel, but from my standpoint, I'm like, we just need to get past this pay-per-view, and then I think we're going to see all different shit. No, because... no, no, no. I, I think you're 100% right with that. I mean, I think I think, on with that. I think we're going to see Darby separate from Sting. He's sort of been separating. I think this is maybe the last, not the last hurrah from Sting, but with Darby, this is probably going to be the last one. And maybe the way they do that is, you know, hey, Jeff Jarrett was right. I have relied on you too heavily. I have gotten too comfortable having you with me. I need to do my own thing, you know, and same thing with Ricky Starks with Ethan page, you know, they're, they're getting involved. So we'll see what happens. I feel hopeful for what's going on past this. So Ryan, all that being said, feel free to comment on any of that, but the match itself, the two out of three falls. What'd you think? Well, I'm a Philly cowboy. Home, home on the range. You didn't say it right as a Philly guy. I know. I know. Talk about the match. Fuck (laughs) off. You talked about it forever. Um, Oh, I got a look. No, it was a good match. I mean, you guys said so much. There's not left. uh, There's not. It was awesome. Sammy Kavar doesn't get the credit he deserves for how good he is in the ring. It was, I thought it was intelligently laid out. I liked the ending where, Danielson got the arm tucked away, which was the thing that was going to get Sammy out of the hold. And to hear Regal on commentary acknowledge acknowledge it was really cool. I, I it was a perfect match. I, I don't have much to say on it that hasn't been said, it, and it's going to play into the story of their four way because no one helped Sammy out. So why should Sammy help Chris? As Kate said, I think they could even play that. As well as if if it's not Sammy being like, why would why didn't you help me? Why should I help you? <clears throat> they could easily do something next week, an interview or something with Jericho, with the two of them going to full gear where Jericho's kind of like, you know, hey, you couldn't do it last week. That's sort of why you're going to help me get to my thing. And Sammy's like, what are you talking about? I held my own, you know, with with one of the best, you know, and maybe that sorts of drives the uh, sort of drives the wedge between them going to this match. Now Jericho has to worry about three guys. He didn't think he had to worry about. So there's plenty of ways they can do that. And I think maybe this is a way for them to sort of separate Sammy from the group. Maybe the Jericho appreciation society sort of dies at the year end turn. Um, The schedule I think is pretty crazy for Jericho because I think he was just over in the UK for 
uh, for Fozzie. And I don't know if they're going back to the UK to sort of finish that tour or whatever, but who knows? I mean, maybe he'll get some time off in the new year and they'll sort of break up the Jericho Appreciation Society and, you know, Ring of Honor. Garcia's uh, could move on to spend some time in Ring of Honor. Not like he needs to. I think he's over on AEW, but he is a title holder. So anyway, I thought it was a pretty good show tonight. Yeah, I'm excited to see what full gear brings. Like, I think it's pretty awesome that we're probably going to get the elite coming back, that we're getting Soraya's first match back. Like, there's a lot of really, really great stuff on here. So, and probably an MJF win, right? So, um, yeah, I think I think that'll be good shit. I'm excited. Um, now, and the interesting thing is this wasn't even the go-home, right? So, like, this, this very much felt like a go-home. And usually with the go home, I feel like we've always felt like the go home is a little bit of a hangover show, right? Like they've sort of put all their eggs in, in, you know, in one basket, like pushing to it really hard up to this point. And then the go home is sort of like, you know, like it falls short. So we'll see what next week holds. I think they have to give some sort of indication on if the elite returns. So maybe the elite come back next week to television and say, you know, we are what makes this all elite and we want those titles back. And that's how we get there at full gear. Who knows? Um, but we'll see what happens next week. It's the go home. I won't be here next week. I'll be in Bridgeport. We know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Have fun. But was that? Have fun at it. Yeah, it should be good. Um, let's see. Kate, why don't you tell people? I don't have anything else for news and notes. I had a bunch of stuff before, but everything got closed down. So we're not doing any of that shit tonight. Um, Kate, why don't you tell people where you're going to be when you're not here? Uh, you can catch me Tuesdays on the NXT Sour Graps post show. You can catch me here on Wednesdays. You can catch me on Fridays doing the AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show. And all pay-per-views on Fight Plus Select doing behind the paywall pay-per-view post shows uh and oftentimes mondays and fridays i hop on behind the paywall too so hang out there and the next excite wrestling show is december 2nd so i will be back on commentary for that friend of the show lsg will be back on that card uh that cross will be there who else lsg he took the pin and dark i was like come on lsg come on he's a wrestle pro champion seriously what the fuck are we doing Uh, all right, we'll have to think of something else for you to work into commentary. Yes. We have I some got Yaz out. <laughs> okay. Schlong, what are you doing when you're not here? Riding a horse. I was going to no, say, I clearly am... at the hat store. I yes, am he, goes, he visits the haberdasher. <laughs> uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, you can catch me live tweeting Dark and Dark Elevation. Rest of the week, just hanging out at Mark Order Pod. Come hang out with me. Be cool. Don't be a dick. That's about it. So strong and good night. And you really only catch me here on Wednesday nights when I'm not being fancy, I guess. Um, we're having issues or falling asleep. Um, none of it helps. But 
be sure to follow us on social at Mark Order Pod. You know, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those places. Any one of those uh, accounts has a link to our link tree in it, so you can get to all our other socials. Subscribe for our YouTube through there, or hit that button, request free stickers. Give us your full name, your full address, your country you live in, and I'll send you out some free Mark Order Podcast stickers. Uh, nothing for you to worry about. We'll cover all the shipping and all that stuff. Don't believe all the hype about service charges and payment plans. That's Not just fake hype. news. One payment of $19.99. No. Um, thanks everybody for watching tonight. A lot of fun having a bunch of people in the chat. Uh, I'm not going back through this whole list because we were talking about fucking Judeo Christian mythology <laughs> bullshit. I see you, Jesse Ozog. Fucking Shakespeare <laughs> teacher bullshit. See you, baby. Shaking that ass. Um, thanks everybody for who's watching on YouTube. Uh, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, if you listen to us in podcast format, certainly we certainly appreciate you too. Make sure if you can help us out by liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, anything you do on your podcast platforms help us. And if you would ever like to check out Ryan in his cowboy hat as he is tonight, uh, looking like a cowboy a Philly cowboy, a coal miner, uh, and whatever else he's doing right now, uh, certainly check us out on YouTube. Head over to the YouTube. All of these shows live there. Uh, apparently now you can find them in the playlist section only or the live section only. So fucking dumb. But I assure you all of our videos are there. So you can go back in time. You can see Ryan playing the captain on episode 69. Somewhere, Matt rips his shirt off because he's wasted <laughs> on spicy margs, cats fighting, all sorts of stuff. So uh, make sure you check it out. That is it. Um, stay tuned. Uh, next week, Kate and Ryan will be here. Maybe there will be a run-in from old man Tony, but I guarantee you he's just going to complain and he won't have anything to say about the show because he's not going to be watching because he goes to bed at 6 o'clock. So nothing to worry about uh but then uh we're gonna have full gear we're gonna be at full gear too so uh that's the other thing is if anybody out there listening is gonna be at full gear definitely hit us up on our socials let us know uh we'll be there along with the shining wizards and uh phil from turnbuckle throwbacks uh in our suite we'll be hanging out for the night uh so if you're gonna be there let us know we'll have some stickers to hand out if uh if we meet up and stuff like that. So hit us up on our social. We'll see uh, what people are doing. And then we'll be back. Uh, like I said, Kate and Ryan will be back next week. I'll be back the week after full gear. So we can talk about our trip to full gear uh, and run down that show as well as the fallout from the pay-per-view on dynamite. So guys, uh, sorry, I was late. Sorry. I had technical issues to pile on top of being late. Um, I will do better in two weeks when I return yeah, fucking do better. Uh, so, uh, thanks guys for listening. We love you all. Love you, Kate. Love you. Ryan Schlong. Uh, Kate, just be careful when you're doing your dick riding four ways. We just got to really make sure we're practicing safe. Look, you know, I got my permit. I'm just waiting to pass my test. Just buckle up and you, you know, make sure you're protected behind the wheel. I'm an outlaw. Jesus. That's right. That's why he's got the hat. Take the wheel. We'll see you next week on the Mark Order Podcast.
This concludes the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.